Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott. I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. Live on all the Internet's webs and tubes, it's Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Live on Indie Media Weekly Radio, streaming worldwide and podcasting who the hell knows where. This is Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert for Saturday, uh, <laughs> June 24th, 2017. I'm back. Uh, special thank you to uh, Kenny Pick for selling for me last weekend. Uh, as I said, unfortunately, there was just... Uh, uh, no way around it, uh, unfortunately, uh, because, you know, uh, basically I got caught down, cut in a rundown at work and there was only one person who could close the store that particular day. And that one person was, uh, me. So, uh, yeah, you demand, you know, I, I, you know, I could have said, you know, faith, we had a deal when I was hired. You said no closing Thursday or Saturday nights, unless it's, uh, Unless it's something special like Black Friday or, you know, Black day after Black Friday. Uh, no, I'm not closing the store. But, you know, I'm a team player. I'm a team player. No matter how shitty the team is. <laughs> um, oh, dear. I tell it like it is. I tell it like it is. Uh, but anyway, so that's what happened last week. So thank you, Kenny. And I just want to say that, you know, and you guys can thank, uh, before I get to the intro, you guys, you guys can thank Kenny for this thought as well, because he's been playing, um, We Don't Need Another Hero by Tina Turner from, uh, Beyond Thunderdome. And I used to want to get Beyond Thunderdome. That, you know what? I think what America needs right down is its very own Thunderdome. Think about it. Think about it. Two Republicans enter. One Republican leaves. Our Republican I'd problem is... Our Republican problem is at at worst cut in half. Uh, what about a purge? I, I you know I, I I I'm not comfortable with that because purges have political implications. Or you know it, it, it's you know it's a political word you know thing. And and the other problem is is. A purge, like in the movies, is complete and total anarchy. And in a situation like that, innocent non-Republicans are bound to be hurt. Yes, exactly. You know, I'm I'm just... Because they can all afford the best bomb shelters and the best underground getaways. I'm just saying that, you know, if if we could easily fix our current problem, with a Thunderdome. Two Republicans enter, one Republican leaves, maybe. At best, or at worst, we have a two we have a full fifty percent reduction in Republicans. 
And the cut, you know, look, despite all this bullshit you hear from the right about California, now that they've freed themselves from the shackles of Republican jackassery and assholery, they are doing better than ever before. Regardless of what, you know, the Armin Martins of the world will tell you, California is doing just fine. And it's shameful that they pulled the plug on that universal health care bill. But you know what? Maybe that's a bridge too far right now. Don't get me wrong. I, I think we need it. I think we should have it. But, you know, again, there are there are people for whom people hear universal health, you know, and generations of Americans for, who hear universal health care or single payer and think socialism and oh my god that means full-blown soviet communism you know it, it, it's political poison and, and you know i'm not saying i agree with that so anyway uh so yeah it's, it's actually truly not political poison if you look at the polling on the issue two-thirds of americans want single payer yes but right. what we need is a true representational democracy True, on, not on, the people who might be able to get out there to vote. The problem is representation. Right. But here's my point is that not everyone is voting and that the voters are disproportionately those people for whom socialism is a po is a four letter word. The baby boomers boomers vote disproportionately compared to millennials. If we had 100 percent voter participation, the problem well, would be it, solved. The, the problem is you have people like John Houston and um, Chris Kobach who sit there and encourage their Republican legislatures to make it impossible for millennial college students to turn out to vote. And, and I agree they're with that. A, I agree with you. That's only a tip of the iceberg. Their voter suppression goes way beyond that. And that's what, anyway, let's get to the introductions. Join me, as always, uh, the great city of Missoula, Montana, the king of Montana, approaches John Kendall. On your knees, dogs. <laughs> also joining us out of the... All hail the king. <laughs> hail to the king, baby. Sorry. Also joining us out of the great city of Port... God damn these hiccups. Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles Ligon. Yes, I am here, and he's still here. Very good, very good. And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Ligon. Hello, my dear hearts. Okay, and uh, joining us again, someone left Kenny's cage open, John. We didn't learn from last time. No, he gets the weekend off to work on his sun porch. Although I think we might be working later on his new computer. Uh, uh, anyway, Cat, uh, who you can also occasionally hear on uh, blah, blah, that other show of our networks. Uh, turn off the Kenny Pick. Yes, the uh, rotator brought me back around again, and I'm especially agitated after today's ride I, I i'm you know feel free to sit down catch your breath you know I, it's i'm telling you that that rotator seat is one hell of a ride but anyway so anyway i i get what you're saying about the voter suppression and and you are absolutely right i am not saying you weren't 
You are absolutely right. But short of a Supreme Court ruling stating such laws are unconstitutional, which we're not going to get out of the Roberts Court because the Roberts Court is corrupt as fuck, you know. Especially if Kennedy retires on Monday. You know. Yeah, just remember, it's all about states' rights. I, I would say that if Kennedy, if there is a retirement, um, I would say that their decision to take that case in Wisconsin should be void. Since he was, since he was, you know, it, you know, I mean, I don't know if cert depend, if certiorari depends on all people who voted for it being there. No. But I can tell you this, if Kennedy retires on Monday, we're screwed because they will vote to uphold Wisconsin's gerrymander. Oh, yeah. This, oh, yeah. This Roberts Court has voted time and time again, basically in lockstep with the Republican Party. Anything that's good for Republicans is constitutional. Anything bad for Democrats is constitutional. And anything that might hurt their chances at the ballot box are unconstitutional. And I think it's sad because John Roberts does genuinely care about the court as an institution, which is why he tries to be sneaky about what he does. You know, he, he's like he's like Chewbacca, Michelle. He's he's trying to douche casual. Yeah, but that doesn't work. You actually have to stand up for your principles. Right. And if he wants any sort of legacy, he needs to actually be strong. Well, he, uh, but if he they, already has if a legacy. If we lose Kennedy, we're going to be really screwed. He already has a legacy, one of a Republican Party rubber stamp. He's never going to lose that legacy. Yeah, but that's not the legacy you want. <laughs> you know, and this guy is a he's a Republican brown shirt. You think you think he's going to vote against Wisconsin's gerrymander? Of course not. Because Republicans are all about results-based politics. The result the result they want is we win. You know, yeah. call me call me crazy, but if you don't take away if you take away less than half the vote, how are you getting 75% of the seats? Can I call it more like it's corporatist politics nowadays? It's it's all it's all about the corporations. It's all about who can uh, bread your butter and uh, butter your bread. Sorry. Uh. Who put <laughs> bread in this butter? Uh, I me, apologize. I misspoke. <laughs> the, the the I understand that we're going to be screwed if certain things fall into place. But what the Republicans cannot escape is when things start to fall apart, and they will. I mean, I understand losing Kennedy would set us back because now you're talking another young Republican uh, Supreme Court justice, and that sucks. But they just cannot escape the inevitability of their failing to govern, and things are going to start to go wrong. There already are. But the problem is that's nice in theory, but, you know, the Supreme Court isn't subject to voters' whims unless we get the votes to impeach Gorsuch. And and I, you guys all know I have made the case repeatedly that if Trump and Russia colluded, Gorsuch's seat, you know, Gorsuch's vote should be null and void. I've made that case before, and I still am convinced that's how it's got to be. But the the political reality is he's he's going to get away with it because anything is okay if you're a Republican. If if this guy was caught with a corpse in his closet tomorrow, Republicans would be making excuses for him, and that's the truth. I, I 
they 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 do bend over backwards to uh, protect their own. And you know what? That's they. You got to give them credit. They stayed in power for a lot longer than they should have. And you know, you, we can say it's underhanded. It is. I'm just saying, for the American people to wake up, that kick in the teeth has to come, and they got to. Yeah, they, they're the Republicans are fighting tooth and nail to suppress the vote, and they have to because yeah, it's no, coming. The only way they win, the only way they can win is by cheating. I am completely behind you on that. The problem is that we have a Supreme Court that is prepared to make anything they do not cheating. You, th- you I mean, again. Because they're not elected. They're appointed. Exactly. If they were elected, it probably would be different. And we know the Roberts Court is corrupt as fuck. Also, um, the other thing is... Uh, you know, with this past election, um, you know, made it more obvious. But, like, you know, Republicans will fall in line to anything. You know, if they uh, if they nominated, like, literal Satan that, you know, said, Muslims bad, build that wall, you know, hashtag mega. Like, you know, they would have voted for him. Oh, Whereas, right. like, I, I think, you know, the whole rift between Sanders and uh, Hillary, I think that was, like, a huge, like, you know, Democrats aren't, you know, weren't going to fall in line, you know. So, Well, that's here's just... the problem. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right, John. Here's the problem with that, is that in the Democratic Party, you have views that range from uber-conservative to uber-liberal. Just in the Democratic Party. In the Republican Party, you just have people who are right wing and to the right of Adolf Hitler. And I'm, I'm, you know, you, you people might think I, I'm exaggerating. I, if anything, I am. What's the opposite of exaggerating, Cat? Um, I don't know that I'd say that you're dead on, right, or anything like that, because I, I have found that there are a lot of Republicans who will bend to things that they don't think are right simply because it's the point of view that the party is advancing. They are party first. Right. There is, if you're a Republican, you are, you're a Republican first and an American last. If, if at all. You're, you're a human last. Right. I mean, the, the people who who are out there defending this idiotic health care bill who are trying insisting that it's not going to kill thousands of people a year more than would die under the current system despite all of the evidence and all of the studies that say contrary so they aren't even human before they're Republican. No, they're not Republican. And I, yeah, I think that one of the biggest problems is they don't pay attention to anything that's out there currently. They just take their little talking points and they don't listen to what we know is out there. And that makes a, that makes me cry. And, and, and like I said, Miles, yeah. I get what you're saying about you know it all coming crashing down. The problem is that they have the Supreme Court to insulate them from that by saying, oh yeah, gerrymandering is not perfectly legal. Because they'll, they have said, they have proven time and time again that they will throw away 250 years 
of Supreme Court jurisprudence. Heller basically took 240 years of established Second Amendment case law and just Antonin Scalia threw it away. And, and remember, we're, you know, the, you know, the, what is it that they call, you know, liberals on the court? Judicial activists. Yes, thank you. And we're judici ju the judicial activists. You know, when they're throwing away two, you know, almost $300 or 300 years worth of jurisprudence, we're the judicial activists. You know, there are issues where I, you know, I'm, the, you know, I'm the conservative on, which is basically, you know what? If you don't want to have an abortion, don't get one. That's the conservative position. My rights end where your nose begins, period. End of sentence, end of paragraph. Shut the fuck up before I decide to punch you. But that's see, that's be. not the, yeah, it's the way it should be. But that's not the libertarian position because the libertarian position is my rights should trump yours. Screw you. Yeah. All right. I have, see, but there are, I know. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. Ladies first. Oh, no, I'm, I'm just sorry. Libertarians are always about the individual rights, but they don't preach it when they when they come out with their platforms. And Therefore, really their individual rights. They don't care about your individual rights. They care about their rights and their rights alone. So Rand Paul isn't a libertarian. He's a theofascist just like the rest of them. He just paints himself different colors to seem, pal you know, to seem to make him look palatable. I'm just saying that if 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 Kennedy retires on Monday, with this, and we cannot get this gerrymandering case off the docket, this country is screwed, and there's no way, there's nothing we can do about it because the Roberts Court, with it, with another justice, you know, seated by Trump, will vote to uphold Wisconsin's gerrymander. And like I said, they're pull, they're pulling like forty five percent of the vote, and they're walking away with sixty percent of the seats. That that right there should make it illegal. I'm not saying it has to be a one to one correlation, but the fact that they are losing the popular vote and walking away with a clear majority of the seats tells me that should be unconstitutional. But you know, I am just a liberal idiot. Anyway. Uh, let's get to this. We're going to start with uh, Sean Hannity, the incredible sulk, who's going to ask an important question about uh, about uh, Trump Russia. Uh, here's here's we'll get to we'll get to the health care bill and uh, um, we'll talk about Steve Scalise's, you know, the the Republicans rea Republican reaction to the shooting as well. Since we, you know, I, I wasn't going to argue, I, you know, Kenny, it was Kenny's birthday last week. He was doing me a favor. He was like, you don't want to do a political show? You have my blessing. You're doing me a favor. So here we go. I've got to tell you what's happening here and why it's happened. And this is what we've been telling you. The media has been ignoring. And it was inevitable it's going to happen. The Democrats have now, the obstructionists that they are, have taken their obsession, which is destroy Trump, along with the media, the Democrats, the media, the deep state, and, of course, weak Republicans and never-Trumpers that want to be relevant and point their finger in our face and say, see, we were right. But I'll point my finger right back in theirs and say, you wouldn't have had Gorsuch. Good luck with that. And you would have had the biggest liar, most corrupt individual 
ever elected to the presidency, which is Hillary Clinton. It was inevitable. You cannot, in the course of investigating, 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 investigating with no evidence, no proof whatsoever. Okay. Uh, there's plenty. I, I think we end. I, I think we ended up with the biggest liar, most corrupt president yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But I, I think Sean is projecting. Uh yeah, he could, he should he could yeah. probably you know but see here's the thing is that conservatives are such great projectionists I don't understand why they don't open up movie theaters, put those skills to good use, Sean it's time get off the air you're fucking this country up go do something useful with your life if you're not gonna do something useful with your life just you know go sit in a closed garage with your car on. Uh, you know, uh, you know, but again, no evidence, no evidence. Let me tell you this. We now know Trump lied about those tapes, that he lied about having tapes of Comey. And we remember last time, I think, Kat, Kat you were here last time we did this. We, we went over the federal statute for obstruction of justice. And, and the federal statute st states clearly that it doesn't matter if there was an intent to obstruct justice. It doesn't matter if there's an actual investigation into any given crime, you know, into any given incident right now. What matters is the end effect. And if the end, if the end effect was to obstruct justice, then you're guilty of obstruction of obstruction of justice. Trump, and ignorance yeah. is no defense. Ignorance is no defense. You know, you cannot say, I didn't, gosh, I didn't know murder was illegal and get off with murder or get off, you know, get off uh, on a murder charge. That's not, that's not how it works, Miles. That's not how any of this works. Miles? I, I got nothing. You know, okay. Kennedy. Hannity's just projecting but, into. Uh, no, no, you're right. Do. But, but here's uh, anyway. Uh, the fact of the matter is that Trump lied to intimidate a witness, which is a pre which makes a pre you know he is guilty of obstruction of justice right now. There shouldn't be. There's no need for investigation except to get more evidence against Trump. We have a prima facie case of obstruction of justice because he tried to intimidate former Director Comey. That's obstruction. That's yeah, probably that's probably the nicest thing you could say about that. He actually verbally stated so in a tweet and 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 I think in an interview he said I I, I don't have the tapes, but it made Comey tell the truth supposedly. Exactly. Witness intimidation of witness is obstruction of justice. And, and he's basically said that that's exactly what his objective was was to force comey to tell the truth well if you're trying to force a witness to tell the truth that is intimidating them yeah and again intimidation of a witness is obstruction of justice therefore trump is guilty of obstruction of justice now don't get me wrong i want as much ammunition against this fucker as possible i want i want Everything the government has pointed at Trump so that when all is said and done and all the ammunition has been spent, there's nothing left of his administration but the pieces and bitter conservative tears.
and Mueller is going to get the job done because Mueller, has, you know, Mueller, you know, Trump's, oh, he's friends with Comey. Yeah, because they're both former FBI directors. It's a pretty, it's like, you know, it's more, that's more exclusive than ex-presidents, John. That's a more exclusive club than ex-presidents. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. You know. I bet, go ahead. So, yeah. Comey and Mueller are friends because they, you know, because they actually give a damn about the rule of law. Do I agree with everything Comey did? No. I think he, I think he made a stupid mistake with those emails, uh, you know, two weeks before the election. And and yes, I think he should have gone. He made a stupid mistake from the moment that he opened his mouth about the original email investigation in July. He should have never said word one about it. No, you can't not say word one, two, three, four, five. And I just want the misdeeds of this entire administration to fall on everybody included in this entire administration. I want Trump. I want Pence. I want Bannon. I want want all these people held accountable. I want the entire Republican Party to be discredited once and for all. We thought in the mid-late 70s that that had happened. You, I know that you and Miles are probably old enough to maybe remember a little bit of it, because I do, and I am about your age. Yes. But I know that John and Adam probably don't remember that in the late 70s, when Carter became president, the Republican Party was so disgraced and so discredited. And I don't know what it, well, I know part of the reason why the door was open for Reagan to be able to overcome that. Well, he cheated as far as making sure that the deal that Carter almost had worked out with the Iranians wouldn't go through until Reagan was inaugurated. But I mean, there were, there were other problems with um, inflation still being in double digits and with uh, gas shortages, things like that, that were issues that opened the door. If you think if he wanted a really good Christian president, Jimmy Carter was an excellent man, and he lived his life like a Christian should. Well, that was one of the things that I can remember people like my grandfather just absolutely losing their mind over in 1980 was the, the Christian conservatives, the moral majority, were lining up behind Reagan, and Reagan was a divorcee, and... Carter oh, yes. was, was a far more moral man. <laughs> right. All right. Oh, no, let's, the, the, no. let's get to the money shot here so we can because get Because Russia supposedly had the information that Hillary Clinton had destroyed on a server when she committed a felony and tried to cover up her crimes, and that they might say, as the Trump campaign representative, wow, you have that? Tell the American people the truth. Let them see it themselves. Release it. Is that a crime to say release Yes! It? To show the truth? To show... <laughs> yes, that's a crime, you dumb motherfucker! It's a fucking crime! 
He's you right. Could, yeah, you he's could right. Beat, it is a crime. You could beat this man upside the head with a baseball bat and he would somehow become smarter. Yes, it's, it's a crime. The, the fact of the matter is, if you commit a crime for what you think is the greater good, you've still committed a crime. Yes, exactly. I think what we need to take away from this argument here, guys, is that um, there's a talking pig here. Oh, no way. A pig talking like a person? Well, yeah. That is more than I can handle, man. I think my takeaway here is that the party of law and order is only the party of law and order when that law and order is directed against people who are not white men. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah. No, you you are absolutely right. All right, we're going to go to break and we come back. We'll talk about the the Scalishing. Look, I'm going to say this. You know what? I because I've been arguing with Armin again. I know Miles' stupid mistake. I need to stop. But he had he it on Facebook. He posted this article that's basically you know cute saying the left has embraced violence. It's like you know. And, and here's my point. Bullshit. Uh, well, first of all, yeah, it's bullshit. Second of all, where were these think pieces when the right wing was... You know, the right wing has been blowing up abortion clinics for 40 years because they had a bad day in court. Eric Rudolph bombed the fucking... Gay bars. Well, yeah. Eric Rudolph bombed the Olympics because he couldn't stand the idea that gay people were allowed to exist. And, of course, there was the abortion component because he did bomb uh, clinics in Alabama. But the point is that there's, there are two, there is one party in this country that has a history of violence, and it's not the Democrats. It's an outlier when it happens on our side. For their side, it's just another Tuesday, to paraphrase M. Bison in this crappy Street Fighter movie. Yeah. Well, you know, it wasn't a liberal who went and did the Unitarian Church in Knoxville and shot it up. Oh, and then his his uh, one of the guys said, uh, you know, he's like, well, we're talking about organized violence. He's like, really? Timothy McVeigh wasn't organized. Eric Rudolph wasn't organized. No, you're trying to justify violence from your side of the political aisle, whereas I'm saying. No violence is uh, there is no acceptable violence. It doesn't matter who did it. Ke yes, Ken. Who were those? Who were those bozos in the late '90s out in Montana? John, uh, help me. The uh, the Freeman. Yes, the Montana Freeman. I don't think they were liberals, and they seem pretty organized. But they're only organized when they're liberals, Cat. That's just the way it works. What about those two people who shot the uh, cops in Las Vegas and draped the Gadsden flag over them? Like I said, see, that's the problem is that they always write the rules of debate, the rules of engagement to favor them. You, you, there's no point in arguing with a right winger because they, in their minds, the rules of the game say, I win because I'm a right winger, sucker. You know, it's like, what was that? You, you guys remember in that one episode of Futurama where Leela meets her, um, her master? 
and he says he keeps winning against her just because she's a girl. Ha! You want a rematch? I win again! You know, you know what I'm talking about? That's basically them! I'm a conservative! Yep. You want a rematch? I win again! Ha 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 ha, loser! You know, that's basically... Well, also, as long as, the, as long as the corporate media continues to uh, focus only on those, you know, and, and focus on the, the ones that are the aberrations, not these white terrorists that yeah. people are, you know... Ignoring these things. And, and I want to make it clear. I want to make it clear that, you know what? If someone breaks the law, regardless of their political affiliation, they need to be arrested, arraigned, tried, and if found guilty, serve their sentence. There's, there, is yes. no, there is no asterisk in that opinion. Well... And and you had that case out in Portland, and the right wingers were trying to hang that on the liberals. And it's like, when was the last time you saw a liberal insulting Muslim girls? Yeah, I mean they they'll always try and do that because you know, again, I'm tired of this justification game. Well, you did this, so it's okay. No, it's not okay. Anyway, we'll be right back after this. We're already late for break. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Point I'm trying to make is that I am the most unpleasant, rude, ignorant, and all-round obnoxious asshole that anyone could possibly have the misfortune to meet. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Atomic 
Mike Check Radio and Midnight Sun, and you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. What? I said you're listening to Indie Media Weekly Radio. Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Stay with me and experience the glory of Plaid Sundays, two gigantic hours of grunge running from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, here on Indie Media Weekly. Whether it's the distorted guitars or the emotive lyricism, few can deny the lasting influence of a genre that dressed down a generation. So turn it on and get inspired. It works for me, and I know that I'm not the only one. Plaid Sundays, only on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio. All the power without the tower. Ciao. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new 2016 episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, the motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. And I'm joined by several other righteous dudes, including one Miles Legon out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. I am so right that I'm... Oh, wait, that, that's an insult. Never mind. <laughs> also joining us out of Port St. Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle Legon. Hello, hello, and I'm glad to be in the righteous dude category. Yes. And also joining us out of Columbus, Ohio, sitting in for the great Kenny Pick as he works on his sun porch or sunroom, whatever it's called. Oh, cat. I thought I was one of the dweebies. Uh, I don't consider you one of them. No. No. Uh, and finally, out of uh, John Kendall, this is. There's your jingle. This is your jingle. Montana, one man rewrote history. John Kendall. Hail to the king, baby. Look, Johnny, you're my pal. You've been my hero ever since high school. I can hurt people without even touching them. 
What kind of a demon is he? You are under my control. You cannot resist the power of my superior mind. Come on, you, you just gotta be so superior to everyone else. No, but you? superior to, or to, than you. I'm in the Empire business. You may look like a bum, but you got a lot of talent, young man. It's good to be the king. That is true. How would you know if it feels good to be a king? I, well, I would imagine it feels good to be the king. It, it does feel good. It does feel good. Then what you know, are you complaining about? I'm complaining of stolen <clears throat> kingitude. I'm not Mr. claiming to be. I'm not claiming to be the king. <laughs> Why are we even having just, this discussion? <laughs> not just a er. Shut up, Adam. Shutting up, sir. I, I want to be a jester. Uh. Send your resume to my trash can. <laughs> oh, you are such a bastard! I mean, it, is that where the dinosaurs frolic? No, no. Uh, they don't frolic with their huge pendulous balls in my trash can. <laughs> That's called a callback, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of, all right. So uh, today is uh, according to. Uh, uh, according to Trojan Rabbit, our good friend Paul, who you can hear on Monday starting at, uh, I want to say 7 Eastern, uh, today's the 30th anniversary of one of my all-time favorite films, Spaceballs. Which is really ironic because I have a really great Spaceballs story for Nerd Talk. So. Yippee! So, we'll, we'll you know, and, and that, that was not planned. I swear to God, I had no idea today was the anniversary of Spaceballs until Trojan told me. So thanks, thanks, uh, Paul. We appreciate. I appreciate the uh, the assist. Assist. All right, assist is something totally different. All right, uh, let's. All right, so um, uh, I just Jesus Christ, these people are. Let's get to uh, another talking pig. Uh. There's a talking pig here! And, but, you know, of course, I mean, uh, Rush Limbaugh, who is, you know, again, they let, it's the Democrats' fault. Look, I didn't, I don't want Steve Scalise to die. He's a human being. He doesn't deserve to, to be shot. No one does. But. Adam, I have to take, I have to take exception. You're comparing Rush Limbaugh to a pig. Pig are, pigs are intelligent sensitive creatures they Rush are proud is nothing they are like proud that. noble stately animals plus <laughs> uh pigs probably taste better <laughs> Ugh, i don't know why do not want to taste rush limbaugh oh oh jeez! i just now i have that on my I'm, i have that taste in my mouth ugh, ugh. <laughs> thanks guys Really appreciate that. All right. Uh, here we go. If you're an average Democrat voter loyal to all this, could you be blamed for believing that the election was stolen from you by Trump and Putin? And the only thing that has to happen is proof. But it's there because your people are telling you it's there. And we got all these investigations, even though we haven't found any proof in over a year. 
And even though there isn't any proof, because it didn't happen. But try telling them that. All right. Uh, wait, uh, don't we have evidence now that something like 21 states had their registration systems hacked? Yes. And, and here's the thing. Rush Limbaugh is saying that, th that there's no solid evidence of collusion now means there's never going to be any. Ev absence of evidence is not evidence of absence, you dumb fuck! It just means we haven't uncovered the irrefutable evidence that would be needed to substantiate charges. It's out there. Trump, if Trump I, if is... I have to follow their Trump... logic, if I may. Yes. Um, the absence of evidence, like, for example, which proves innocence, which means that since they didn't find any proof that Hillary did anything wrong in Benghazi, therefore, she didn't do anything wrong in Benghazi. Watch how fast they oh, backtrack no, off of that Oh, no, it's a different standard, Miles. Oh, that... same. That's what they <laughs> have to It's a different standard in. when you're a Democrat. <laughs> I know that, but when you point or out their woman. double standard, watch how fast they back off. It's even worse, Kat, when you're a woman. You see, there's a different standard oh, yeah. when you're a woman. But, you know, I, all right, so here we go. Back to the pig man. I, I'm, I'm so sorry. Um, what, how about we compare him to filthy, repulsive anteaters? How about a vernicious slug? Slugs don't deserve that. I how about the monsters? Mold, but... How about the monsters from uh, Dreamcatcher that uh, when they take over your body, they crawl up your asshole? Oh, the shit weasels. All right, yes, uh, the cut to the, 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 the So as nothing happens, as they are told that Trump stole the election, that Trump profited from the election, that Trump has secret bank accounts all over the world in the Caymans and the Cook Islands, he's got a bunch of shell corporations and he's getting rich off being president, so is Ivanka, so is Jared, so are all of his kids. That's all true! He's treated, the, he's treated the government like a fucking piggy bank since day one. When, when the Secret Service had to protect Melania and Barron, they had to rent office space in Trump Tower. So he was making money off of being president. Yeah, he could have said, yeah, well, you know... You have to protect me so you can have the office space for free. He could have said that. He didn't. He charged them. He probably charged them a premium. You're, you're you're defending a very important person, a tremendously important person. In this case, me. I'm gonna well, double your you rates know, because, because you're good because people. Because the president, because the president owned the building, suddenly the rent has to be higher because the president owns the building, so it's prestigious. Yes. All right, let's get back to the clip. If you're told this every day, and then you're told that they've got the goods, we're going to get Trump, he's going to be impeached, we got the independent counsel now, it's only a matter of time, but nothing changes, nothing happens, the only thing that happens is more criticism. Meanwhile, Trump's there every day, and he's having meetings, and he's traveled around going to 
the Saudi Arabia summit. He's meeting with NATO and he just canceled climate change. Can you I mean, the cumulative psychological effect on these people like Hodgkinson. Don't tell me the Democrats are not responsible for it. They have created the mindset. They've created these monsters out there. You're an imbecile. But Rush Limbaugh created monsters like Tim McVeigh and Eric Rudolph when he was talking about how corrupt and horrible and evil Bill Clinton was in 1992, 1993. But, that, but that's different, Cat. Bill Clinton was a Democrat. Donald Trump is it's a Republican. Different. He was born it's without sin. It was different because it was Rush Limbaugh who was the one who was whipping up the ire and the complete disdain for the office. Yeah. John, I think you could say they've officially gone to plaid. They've gone to plaid! Yeah. All right, we're going to skip the other two clips from that just because I frankly cannot stand to hear this fat motherfucker's voice anymore. The day Rush... You know what? I hope Rush Limbaugh doesn't retire. I want to hear him die on the air. I want you know, there was... I, I want to hear it. I, I want to see it. There, there was... There was one other thing in that last clip that I objected to as well. The idea that we're sitting here waiting because we're told to expect impeachment to come any day now. I fully do not expect that Donald Trump is going to be impeached for as long as there is a Republican controlled house. He's not going to be brought up on charges by them. If it does end up that we do get the house and we do bring him up on charges. I don't expect him to get convicted because we won't have the 67 senators to convict him. I think that if if we get articles of impeachment, I think he'll just resign as a middle finger to them. You can't touch me, you know, that sort of deal. All right, let's get and, to it. And expect, and expect Pence to pardon him like Ford pardoned Nixon. Well, you know... Uh, uh, he can pardon him, you know. Uh, he can, you can't pardon him unless he's been convicted of a crime. No, you, you know. can pardon them before they've been convicted because Ford pardoned Nixon Ford without Nixon being convicted. What's he going to be? Oh, that's true. Damn it! All right, let's get to uh, Porky Pig's illegitimate love child, Lou Dobbs, who again. They're blaming every all the liberals. It's all the liberals' fault. They don't. They never. You know, if this guy had shot up a Planned Parenthood, Lou Dobbs would be singing his praises. Oh, they would have been ready to put him on Mount Rushmore. Come on. Anyway, here's cut one. Our first guest tonight is here to talk about security measures, the violent threats against lawmakers. Our guest says Congress should consider allowing its members to carry guns, always, to protect themselves. And joining us tonight is Congressman Dave Bratt. He's a member of the Freedom Caucus. He also serves on the House Budget Committee. Congressman, good to have you with us. I, I know that there has to be a, a, a somberness that uh, uh, is uh, filling the atmosphere at the Capitol. Uh, your, th your thoughts tonight, uh, if you will, on 
of what, uh, on what uh, we should be doing to better protect our, our uh, elected uh, officials, uh, particularly in the House and the all right, see, here's the thing, that when it was President Obama being threatened, it wasn't a problem. You know, because remember, Ted Nugent told him, you know, said, suck on my machine gun, and they were more than happy to say, oh, that's just, that's just hyperbole. It's a joke! A joke! You stupid brain-dead liberals! Well, there's not much you can really say against that because they have their reality. We have ours. We live in the real world. They live in their fantasy world. You know? Dobbs is just so full of bullshit because, you know, it's once again a situation where they're projecting the shit that they're guilty of. They're accusing the liberals and the Democrats of. Yeah. All right, here's a cut two. The Senate. Yeah, well, Lou, uh, I think you know I've got a seminary background. The best thing we can do to protect uh, all of us is to change the environment uh, philosophically and ethically uh, across the country, right? <laughs> uh, the kids are growing up uh, without learning ethics, and uh, it's starting to show up in reality. And so we need to get serious again and get back to first principles, just the golden rule. Uh, it, that, that rule uh, survives the scrutiny of Western Civ and Eastern Civ. And uh, we all need to love each other and uh, treat each other as we want to be treated. All right. You first. Yeah, I was going to say, take away my health care. That's how you want to be treated? A seminary background? A seminary background. Oh, I mean, uh, he studied religion. You know, it's like, well, what the hell? Is this, but, is this guy talking about, but, the, is, but is this was, in response to the Hodgkins shooting? Yes. And and oh what, he's, what he's implying there is because we don't have enough of the Christian God in our country anymore. And our morals are declining. And that's the real problem, that we took God out of the schools that we can't pray in the public schools anymore. Miles this is them. Michelle. This is oh God. They, 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 all of a sudden, one of them gets hit, and then they start crying foul. That's what this is about. They want to tone it down because holy crap, that hit too close to home. Well, and they want to have a conversation about any possible cause for this incident that doesn't focus on the easy access to guns. Yeah, I mean, well, the fact is... Why do you have to tote that he had a seminary background? That's what because annoys he's, because me. Just, because only just Christians. Watch. Well, just, only just Christians watch where he's going to be good moral people. Right. Just watch where he's going to go with this. Cut uh, Cut three. And then after that, your, your rationality has to kick in. And in this environment, uh, we've got to all start thinking through. Uh, where are we going next? Uh, who we meet with? If we're meeting with groups of congressmen uh, and women and senators, et cetera, uh, we need to plan way ahead of time at town halls. We need to get uh, 
engaged better. Our uh, local law enforcement does a tremendous job, sheriffs, police, firefighters, and first responders. But we need to communicate with them, tell them, hey, we're, we're going to be here. Uh, we need some eyes on the ground. And uh, we've got a lot of work to do. And so it, in the past, it's kind of, you know, there's a risk assessment that's done. And no one's uh, threatened your life uh, explicitly. Uh, well, that's no longer good enough. Now the, the risk is out there and we see it. And so we need to plan accordingly. See, now that it's them being targeted, all of a sudden we got to take care of this. When it was Democrats being targeted, it was okay. You know, when Ga Gabby Giffords literally got shot in the fucking head. And they didn't blink. Cat, when I, Sarah I Palin. Yeah, Kat, I really want you to to state what you just stated in chat because that is so damn true. Uh, well, I'll, I'll hit that in just a moment. What I was going to say is Sarah Palin put out a map with congressional districts that they were going to, quote, target, unquote, with crosshairs on the different districts of which exactly. one was Gabby Giffords. And when Democrats complained about that, we were told we were overreacting. That nobody, nobody was gonna take it seriously until somebody did. And as I said in the chat that uh, Michelle wanted me to, to point out, it's as John Fugel saying says, I have no problem with Jesus. It's his unauthorized fan clubs that are the problem. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Now uh, we're uh, next cut. You know, Congressman, I, I agree with everything you say. I, I, I do think it's important that we take note that the left in this country is trying to kill America. It is a wonderful thing to speak Bullshit. of unity. All right, we're going to stop there, but I want to go back to remember what Rush Limbaugh said. Imagine, imagine, my friends, that you're hearing this stuff all day long. Uh, well, imagine that you're a right-winger hearing, liberals want to kill America! You know, now the douche is in the other bag. Well... And, and I, I personally take offense at this because here I am, somebody who is a liberal, who back in 1987 began the process of applying for an appointment to West Point, who was in ROTC in college, who was willing to put their life on the line for this country at a time when we were involved in Panama, in Iraq, in the midst of the Cold War still. And I couldn't, in good conscience, go through with it and get my commission because I would have had to sign a paper under oath of perjury, say, or under penalty of perjury, sworn oath, saying that I was not a homosexual or a transsexual. I couldn't do it. My country didn't want my service when I wanted to serve. And I'm a liberal. And I hate America that much? Fuck Lou Dobbs. Fuck him right in the ear. I don't know if you want to do that. I bet, hey. his, ear, I bet his ear is nasty <laughs> and riddled with parasites. Yeah, and it may have something you don't really want to catch. He's, he's, really, he's really scary. 
but I understand that 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 whole situation made me absolutely flip out. Those sort of things, those. I'm, good lord, I I can't articulate right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's fine. Yeah, that's about the nicest thing you could say. Unfortunately, my my on with the show thing is missing. Ow! 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 That's not good. I, I, I'm sorry Any... for going off like that, but I mean, that's the thing that infuriates me more than anything is when they question our patriotism because I'm a liberal because I love my country. Damn it. Yeah, it, it's annoying that just because they think they can imply to add their own morality onto you that you are not effective in defending this country. There are so many people who are so much more qualified than they are, and a lot of these people who are calling out this shit, they refuse to service to begin with. If they were actually put well, into a draft, they'd be the first one dodging it. Yeah, and, you know, if you go to Arlington Cemetery and you walk among the headstones for the people who have died in Afghanistan and in this latest misadventure in Iraq, you're going to find a lot of those headstones with crescents and pentacles that are engraved on them, not just freaking crosses. Yep. Yeah. No, but, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's... And that should not be a litmus litmus test on how who and how you can serve. If you're willing to serve, if you're willing to put your life on the line, damn right you should be able to. I don't care what your qualifications are. You are willing to help out. Yeah, and here the freaking Pentagon under this administration now is wanting to put off for another six months the the ability for trans people to so, serve openly in the military. It wasn't an issue until that fucking monstrosity got sworn in. Yeah, no. And I don't think he cares that much. I just think he wants to do anything that makes him look good and gets him his little adorations. He's all about the ego. I don't think he has an original thought in that little pea-brained orange head of his. Well, I think right. I, I think uh, I think also that um it's he wants to this he wants to be, you know, remember that George W. Bush wanted to be the anti-Obama. You know, and so he ignored, you know, intelligence, and we got nine eleven because he was so obsessed with doing whatever, you know, Clinton did. Go on, Cap. I'm sorry. Uh, I was gonna say you said anti Obama. I was gonna correct you on that. <laughs> what was I? What was? What was I supposed to say? I'm sorry. He was. He wanted the an to be uh, anti Clinton. With... Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, America Taliban, and we'll talk about the health care bill. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio. 
with Adam Heber. That's the end of Act One. Intermission time. Go get some snacks. Mike Check Radio with Adam Heber at Indie Media Weekly Radio. starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute.
And now, on with the show. Attention, people of Earth. What's going Attention, on there? people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable. I can't take it anymore. There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop-ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott. I reject the reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> We are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back for our number two. A little late, but that's okay. We can always catch up. Join me as always on the... Oops, sorry. Signs are on my pop filter. Uh, Let's try that. Uh, Join me... Come on! All right, join me as always out of the great city of Missoula, Montana, Mr. John Kendall, the King of Montana. Oh, hold on one second. John Kendall, the King of Montana. There we go. Yay. There we go. Now you're now it's working. All right, also joining us out of the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles and Michelle Legon. Hello. 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 And finally, sitting in for Kenny Pick this week, Ms. Cat, out of Columbus. Hello. I will say I know it's I know it's not officially nerd talk time yet, but I have to say, early responses, uh, early reaction to Spider-Man: Homecoming are very positive. Uh, some people are saying it's the best Spider-Man since uh, Sp- Sam Raimi's second. Although let's be honest, it's kind of a low bar, guys. That's um... yeah. After that second uh, one, it is pretty low. So I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, some people are saying though that it's the it's the you know with it's the it's the best one uh, period. And then some other people are saying hey, it's better than the original Spider-Man, but not better than two. I'm gonna be honest, folks. I've consistently said I felt Sam Raimi's Spider-Man films were pretty overrated. I did. I, I th- were they okay? Yeah, they they were decent movies, but they weren't this game-changing movies that they're made out to be. Um, I'm I, but I'm really looking forward to Spider-Man: Homecoming. Well, was that, t- was that the... I was just gonna ask, was that the Tobey Maguire ones, the Sam Raimi ones? Yes. Yes. I like them. Okay, so they're not comparing them to the Nicholas Hammond ones. You know, geez, come on, guys, up your bar a bit, really. No, I, I'm I'm just saying that I've always felt like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies were kind of overrated. They weren't Can bad, but they weren't these godly films they're made out to be. They were an improvement over previous Spider-Man. Well, yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, compared I'll... to what came before, yeah. 
Best. All right, all right. So uh, we won't do the American television. We're just going to dive right in like a swimming pool without water. As soon as I find my audio for, for American Taliban, which I was stupid and didn't load. I'm not the smartest. I, I'm a terrible host. I, I You know, considering that I can't... Uh, what the hell was that? My Nicholas Hammond reference, I think, went over everybody's head, so that was good. Okay, here we go. There we go. All right, let's start with... Uh, Brian Fisher, let me repeat myself, Brian Fisher, again, blaming the people on the left. All liberals are responsible for this shooting, but conservatives are never, ever responsible for the ones they do. Funny how that works out, guys. Here's cut one. And so they're out there celebrating the shooting of Steve uh, Scalise. Uh, for what happened, just like Muslims celebrated 9-11, just like the Palestinians celebrated 9-11, they were... All right, I'm going to pause right there. Foul! Bullshit the penalty! Bullshit penalty! 50 yards! You're out of here, Fisher! Who the fuck was celebrating? No one! He's making it up because he knows his audience is too stupid uh, duh, to, to do the research. They're going to say, Brian Fisher says they were celebrating, so they must have been celebrating. I don't possess the mental wherewithal to actually find out for myself. Uh, uh. His audience is the same one that's wondering why Obama was on vacation during 9-11 and not in the White House. <laughs> his audience they don't care about anything other than when Brian Fisher sits there and talks about how the homosexuals are ruining America which they aren't anyway they aren't is what I meant I knew what you were meaning alright I don't, just don't make me come to Alabama Adam <laughs> I I, I Who'd, who'd want to do that voluntarily? Yeah, I know, right? It's my personal hell. I'll do it. This is like, you know, you know, Dante had the nine, the nine circles of hell. This is like the 50th circle of hell. The closer to Huntsville, the less of an issue it would be. I'm about uh, five miles away from Huntsville. So you're in the part of Alabama with the rocket scientists. So that's the cool part of Alabama. No, 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 no. I'm five. Did I say five miles? I'm sorry. No, I meant five hours. Oh. Did I say that? Oh, Adam, I'm sorry. <laughs> Adam's, Adam's in the part of Alabama where every year they hold the sister kissing Olympics. Well, here's the did thing. Did I say that... five stone throws? What I meant was five artillery barrage lengths. <laughs> All right, guys. I get it. I don't always communicate good. You've made your point. Can we please get back to this shitty audio? Proceed. They were dancing in the streets, handing out lollipops to children on 9-11, and you get people all over the planet, ISIS in particular, celebrating every time there is a, every time there's one of these jihadist events. Dancing Where's... in the streets, wrong, wrong. That was Where's... Mick Jagger and David Bowie. 
I want to see as proof. Show me video of people dancing in the streets after 9-11. Show me video or audio of liberals celebrating the shooting of Steve Scalise. Spoiler alert! There is none! Okay, after 9-11, I will grant you, there was video of Palestinian people that were dancing in the streets in Gaza and celebrating. But think about what Americans had done to them for the 50 years before that. <laughs> well, that and and basically we've given Israel free reign to do whatever they want to the Palestinians. You know, it's okay, you know, if the Palestinians blow up one person, the Israelis are justified to kill hundreds of Palestinians. You know, and, and we don't... Yeah. We keep shoveling money at them. Well, and and you never hear about situations like the Hebron Mosque where the um, American-born radical Jew went in and shot a shot up a mosque full of praying Muslims. You don't hear about the fact that it was an Israeli radical who killed Rabin for daring to make peace with the Palestinians. Yeah. You know, I, I but I, you know, anyway, here's the, here's the second cut. And by the way, the, the, the left-wing Twitter went nuts celebrating the shooting of Representative Scalise. I mean, the people on the left were celebrating this just like, you know, you start seeing some eerie parallels, don't you? Eerie parallels between the radical left in America and Islam. You know, it's no wonder that the radical, radical left in American politics loves and supports and praises and defends Islam at every turn because the same spirit that pulses through the dark religion of Islam is now pulsing through the radical political left in America. Okay. Wrong, wrong, this, and this wrong, is where, if wrong, I were wrong, making this... Wrong, wrong, wrong. All right, all right. Jo John, toned in the wrong down to, you know, like a an eight. Um... Wrong, 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 wrong. All right, enough, oh. enough. <laughs> Here's the thing, like, he's sitting there and he's, you know, filleting himself like, oh, hey, you know, like, Islam and the left are the same thing. Like, no, hey, look inside, you know, every time you preach about fucking Jesus, you know, punching babies and kicking Islam puppies. Like, you know, he's a theocrat. Yeah. Uh, what's Sharia law? It's three theocratic law in practice. So thusly, it's not the left and the it's not the left and Muslims that are the exact same thing. Well, not. Let me reverse that. Uh, it's not uh, the left and uh, jihadists who are the same. It's the goddamn theocrats. And jihadists that are the same. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but uh, you know, here's here's the thing. If the, if I were making this claim, the, the claim Brian Fisher made, this would be the point where I say, here are some of the here are some of the tweets that they've posted. Let me repeat myself. I have actual tweets, but notice he doesn't do that because his his audience doesn't have the mental capacity to say, 
that doesn't sound right. Well, and the thing is, here he is. He's supposedly a Christian. Christians supposedly live by the Ten Commandments, among other things. And there's one that's called that's in there that's thou shalt not bear false witness. And that's exactly what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry, I'm hey, getting... kick it, kick in the nose up to level nine. All right, uh, sorry, hold on, hold on. Enough! <sighs> I just, I've just had it with these people. If you go anywhere near where there is a Christian, supposed Christian, broadcasting their beliefs with a political bent to them on any part of the airwaves, I will guarantee you that they are lying through their fucking teeth through the entire broadcast. Not yeah, I, I agree. Alright, yeah. uh, yeah. Well, no. Doesn't uh, Matthew 9, 9 say to keep your mouth shut about your religion? Yes. You mean to it pray says, in private? Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, Matthew 6, Matthew 5, 5 that says that. 5, 6, 6, 5. Okay. Thanks for the correction. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, Dick Wiles talking about how great it is that Russia is persecuting religious minorities. You know, a few weeks ago, I, I was reading news articles quoting American evangelical Christian leaders, some very famous people who were condemning Russia for being an anti-Christian nation that persecuted Christians. And this was being quoted on the news networks and in newspapers. And I'm not going to name names because every time I name names, I get a blast. and I just don't feel like dealing with it anymore. I get right. tired of it. Okay. You can go find it yourself and figure out who said it. But you know what the Russians did? They banned the Jehovah Witnesses. Kicked them out of the country. Well, congratulations. I'm glad you did it. I wish we could do it. I wish we could get rid of all the cults in this country. We'd be better off for it. But we allow the cults Freedom to run around in the religion, country. Freedom of religion, mother The Russians fucker. said, we don't want the American cults over here. We're yeah. a Christian nation, and we don't want their cults. Shall not be infringed. Look it up. Oh, hey, did he just say that the United States is a um, Christian nation? Yes, no, he John. He said he... Russia is. No, no, he said the United States is. Oh, 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 oh. <sighs> I think I see where you're going with this, John. You have some sort of um, news to share with him? Yeah, yeah. Hey, he's, uh, gre he's greasing up. <laughs> he's greasing the vocal cords up. Yeah, plus I'm fucking with my microphone. Anyway, uh, hey, um, radio host guy. Lean closer. I've got something to tell you. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> the, uh, most of the, uh, settlers that 
uh, landed in the United States were running from religious persecution. Uh, you know, there's the whole uh, First Amendment saying that Congress shall not, you know, enact a single uh, religious doctrine into law. So, yeah. Brush up on your history, fam. Yeah, all right. Uh, oh, king of Montana. <laughs> all right. Here, all right, but Jesse. Oh, sorry. Yes, Kat. I, I was going to say, though, the whole thing is he was talking about how he wished the U.S. could be a Christian nation like Russia and get rid of the American cults. And it's like First Amendment, motherfucker. I don't like the Jehovah's Witnesses. They're fucking annoying when they come and knock on my door. Same with the Mormons. You know what? We're a free country founded on the principles of free religion. Because you know what? The church I was brought up in was considered a cult in England. And the pilgrims came to Massachusetts to escape the persecution. I actually talk to the Jehovah's Witnesses when they show up here. And we actually have some really nice conversations. I always wish them a pleasant day afterwards. And they look so puzzled when they leave. It's funny. <laughs> well, and, and I just, you know, I... I actually knew Jehovah's Witnesses growing up. We had quite a few of them that lived in my neighborhood. Really nice people. Crazy freaking belief system. But nice people. You know, there's an easy way to deal with those people, though. When they come to your door, tell them you'll read their literature if they'll read yours, and give them a copy of the fake Necronomicon. Oh no! That's problem, mean. problem solved. They will never bother you again. Or when, give them a I... copy of a Serbian film. <laughs> oh when... no, John, you are royally cruel. <laughs> when I was living in Rochester, um, we had some Mormons who came around the neighborhood. We get a lot of them up there because that's where the faith pretty much started, was in the Rochester area. And my girlfriend and I invited them to come over for dinner one evening. And we also invited some neighbors. And... We listened to their spiel about Mormonism, and we asked them about the, their feelings on paganism and Wicca. It was a really interesting evening. I'm sure those young men left really scratching their heads and thinking about things. Very nice. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry. That is not what I meant to do. I'm putting together the brain. Jumping the gun. Jumping the gun. I didn't. No, 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 no. I, I dropped them in the wrong spot in the place. All right. But no, I mean, these people just piss me off. They, they seriously do. Uh, I, we're going to play some from this schmuck before we go to break. Jesse Lee Peterson, who has all the personality and language skills of drying paint. I hate this guy. I hate him with the... Wow, he's that talented? Really? <laughs> that was funny. 
John, can you get her a waka? What's your funny thing? Do you do the walk? You do. You assign waka wakas, right? Yes, I am the waka waka assigner. And, does she get uh, a waka waka? Yes, she does. She gets a waka waka. Of course, she gets a waka waka. All right, I just wanted to be sure because you always slam me. <laughs> you always slam me for gimmick infringement. Like I can't run things on my own show. I'm being undermined by my own disciples. Rub a dub dub. You you guys have seen Space Muni before, right? No. You haven't seen Space that episode what? Mutiny from Mystery Science Theater three thousand. No. Oh, it's a legendary. He is uneducated in MST three K. So. You're really failing as a wife here, Michelle. I gotta say. I'm doing my best. How would you know, Adam? You ain't got a because, wife. Because if I was married, I would be married to someone who knows Mystery Science Theater 2000. I that's am like, trying. It's hard to... I'm just saying, that's like number one on the list. Do you... Do, you know, number one... He has not a break. So. <laughs> you, wait, wait, wait. Stop. Go back. You started him with Manos? I started with whatever Netflix had to start him on. And he has but seen Manos, three or four of them. Manos is kind of brutal for a first time. You gotta ease him I into know that. It is. You gotta ease him into <laughs> it. Like a latex gimp suit. He has seen Puma Man as well. Oh, Puma Man's good. Puma Man's good because it actually has some redeeming qualities. Was, namely Donald Pleasance. I just love how, you know, yeah. the hero in the movie decides to let the aged old man burn to death. Like all heroes are wont to do. All right, we're going to go. We're, <laughs> we're going to go. No, sense. no, it makes no sense. The guy, the mask is gone. The guy's no threat. Just, you know. But yeah, he, he you know, Donald Pleasance dies a horrible way. But seriously, Space Muni, it's a good one. Watch it. You won't regret it, I promise. And, and uh, Michelle, Space Mutiny is up on Netflix. Oh yeah, there's a bunch left to see. Yes. Uh, I forget what is. All right, we're gonna go to break. No, we're gonna play one one clip. What the 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 Jesse Lee Peterson again has the personality and speaking skills of drying paint. But the Republicans are so weak. They think they're being nice. Oh, we got to come together. We got to all, can't we all just get along? And now that this has happened, you need to cut back. The Democrats, that that doesn't mean a thing to them. Why not point out the influence that they could have had on this guy with all that hate speech? All the lies, all the blaming the president and how awful he is and he hate white blacks he hate the homosexuals he they say he hate the blacks and they say he hate the gays they say he hate the women and all that day in day out day in day out <clears throat> and now they're talking about oh we're gonna play the game the baseball game no matter what <laughs> is he over is it over yet Oh my god, that guy, how is this guy on the national airway? He has no personality, he can't talk, and he's boring as shit! At least with my show, yeah, you get duh. the, at least with my show, you get the occasional anger management problems, which can be very entertaining! 
I, I that that guy had like meth issues or something. Or, or, oh wait, no, maybe it was just old. Is he old? It just, I, I'm thinking I mean, like Pat Robertson old. No, he's not that old. I, I mean, I, I'd say he's probably later middle age, like upper fifties type. That's why I'm thinking he's he's upper fifties, um, at the oldest. I. I can remember seeing a video um, that with him and Jacqueline Glenn from about a year or two ago where she went on his show and let him interview her as a representative for atheists. And her, uh, she, she posted it to her uh, YouTube when it was on and then she posted another video to talk about how he edited it and completely took everything out of context. And he was obsessed with certain um, areas of questioning, like her upbringing and her parents and stuff like that. So I, I've seen this fool before. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. No, he's an asshole. He he's an asshole. And again, this is the thing: is that you could be a complete and total fucking moron and get on the air if you're a conservative. If I came out, if I came back from the break and said, "I have seen the light," I am a conservative. I would have the Koch brothers offering me millions of dollars to go on the air, but because I'm a liberal, I'm stuck with you guys. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'd rather and we would have been the, the moment around. you said that. <laughs> you guys were like, He's lost his mind. We got to get out of here. John would be, John would be like a. Are you, there. Are you sure you haven't got a couple of screws loose? I'd be like, how the fucking will you? I get my Saturdays back now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You'd still be, well, no, you guys would quit. Damn it. Because we don't have contracts. I gotta fix that. Yeah, but I know what my first writer would be. That What's that? If Adam goes conservative, I'm out of here. I, I would not go conservative. I'm not that desperate for... Actually, I am kind of desperate for money. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll talk more about that later. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. I won't argue that it was a no-holds-barred, adrenaline-fueled thrill ride, but there's no way you could perpetrate that amount of carnage and mayhem and not incur a considerable amount of paperwork. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
nights go In the backwoods quiet as a mouse Lord knows even in broad daylight Couldn't hit the broad side of the house Hi, this is Tim Coromall from The Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Well, hello there. This is Kenny Pick. Thanks for listening to Indie Media Weekly. Be sure to check out my show, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, live every Tuesday and Friday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. For those who dare... Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Attention. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Who? The Jade Slayer. Master of Pain. You may know me as the Beast of Vengeance. Uh, maker of Widows, 
Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back. Joining me as always are the great city of Mozilla, Montana, the king of Montana approacheth John Kendall. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, also joining us are the great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles the th- Stealer of Flails Ligon. Waka waka. And also joining us are Port St. Lucie, aye, Florida. Aye, aye. Well, yes, John. Oh, oh hey, your... listen to that. That's gimmick <laughs> infringement there, fam. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Michelle, I, I I don't know, maker of widows, I got nothing. I probably should say that until I had something. It, it, it is quite all right. Um, I am here, and I am ready to play. All right. And uh, singing for Kenny Pick tonight, Cat uh, out of Columbus, Ohio. Hey, hey, hey. All right. Uh, let's get to, so the the Republican health care bill. Ugh. If that's health care, I'm a Republican. You can't call it that. You have to just say Republicare. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. There, there's. I, there's nothing that fixes health care in that bill. It's all cut from the poor and give to the rich. Yeah, there's nothing healthy in it. It's just money grabbing by all of the rich people out there. All right, uh, so let's get started with this. Fox News, of course, praising the Senate. So, Molly, Jonah believes that Rand Paul is not going to come on board this, but if, if you're Rand Paul, do you make the political calculation of, well, I hold my nose and I vote for this, or at least I try to negotiate up right. a little bit and get something a little better, or do you vote against it, it fails, and you're stuck with Obamacare? Right. It's an imperfect bill that comes out of an imperfect process. But when you think about what the option really is, you have a bill that gets rid of the individual mandate, gets rid of the employer mandate, that phases out Medicaid expansion, cuts taxes and a lot depends on what happens in the future but it builds a case for getting rid of Obamacare structurally over the long term if your option is that or nothing that's actually not the worst option that you have at the same time it's a bill that does a little bit more in reaching out to the moderates than the house bill did in that it does phase these things out a little bit more gently provides some money up front so the best way to understand Mitch McConnell I think is that he picks the most conservative politically plausible position and that's what this bill might be all right so basically what they're saying is sure they're gonna screw you without permission which is called rape but at least the senate is gonna use lube first and maybe a condom no 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 what they're saying is you're gonna drop 23 million people off the health rolls but what what she's saying saying, but they're not saying it but what she's saying is, but it's going to be done more gently. Instead, okay, I got a better analogy. Instead of throwing puppies and kittens into wood chippers, we're going to gas them to death. It'll be painless. No, 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 what, no. She, what she was saying is that this bill is going to kill all of the people we want to kill. It's just not going to do it quickly enough for Rand Paul's tastes. Exactly. Rand Paul doesn't support this bill because it's not cruel enough for his brand of conservatism. 
also what she's not saying is that it's what it's going to do to everyone out there. They don't want to give the facts. They say, well, the you know, this, the, you know, we don't, we haven't seen it yet, but we're going to tell you what it says anyways, even though it's a whole bunch of a shitload of lies. I'm sorry, a poo-poo set of uh, lies. You could, you could say shitload on this show. I mean, come on. I said, shit, shit, shit. There, uh, uh, the sky is falling. Oh, no, shit. But seriously. Adam what is still on the air. Shit, shit, shit. <laughs> Yeah, you know I'm what sorry. that means. I'm, I'm not used to swearing on the the, uh, I, the radio. But... No, 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 no. <laughs> there, we have no standards on this program. <laughs> My only standard is excellence in broadcasting, nothing more. And we mean ah! we have. <laughs> Fuck you, John. <laughs> but if seriously, your standard is Rush Limbaugh. You're setting a low bar. But I'm I'm still happy. I'm still unfor- It's unfortunate to say this, Adam, but I don't think any of these are going to reach the uh, broadcasting hall of fame. No, no. Oh. <laughs> yeah, just crush my dreams like a woodchuck under Rush Limbaugh's fat ass. Or right. a woodchuck underneath Kenny's sun porch. But seriously, it's a much gentler bill. People are still going to die. What the fuck is wrong with you people? Not only that, they're going to go bankrupt. I just... And that's what they want. They want people to hurt. They want them to go bankrupt. Because that makes a better slave class for them. I'm sorry for using the word slave. I'm sorry, indentured servitude. That's what America was founded on as well as slavery. A lot of the people that came over here were indentured servants. Watch the episode. What was what was the episode before the last episode? Uh, What was something for Mad Sweeney? What was the name? Oh, I don't remember, but that was true. It's actually true history, and people tend to forget that. All right, all right, all right. Uh, Let's get to uh, an MSNBC. Okay, I want to remind people that this is the supposedly liberal network. You know the network that just hired uh, what's what's that fucker's name? Hugh Hewitt. Thank you. The, yeah, the the liberal network that had Pat fucking Buchanan on payroll for like 15, 20 years. That just hired they Hugh Hewitt. That's my point. It's They're the not liberal. Network. But the thing is that yep. if you look at the if you no, it was never liberal to begin with. They had Pat Buchanan on payroll. They had they've had they, Joe Scarborough on payroll. Joe dead they, intern they, Scarborough. They had uh, that John Gibson guy who went over to Fox News. And lest we forget, they had Michael Savage until he told a guy with HIV AIDS that he should just die already. No, that he said go oh, choke yes, on a sausage. Forget about that. Go choke on a yeah. sausage. Now there's yeah, a man. There's a man with breathtaking anger management issues. Am I right, or am I right? A man with breathtaking anger management issues. <laughs> he makes you seem sedate, Adam. I know, right? Shit. <laughs> All right. Again, so I want to remind everyone: this is MSNBC. 
The liberal, the supposedly liberal network. This is the network that Trump hates with the fiery passion of a thousand white hot suns. Okay, because he he hates CNN more. Well, but still, the, the point is, this is the supposedly liberal network. CBO score, the CBO, which is nonpartisan, and the head of the CBO was put in that seat by none other than Tom Price, while many Republicans are talking down the validity of that number. I got to get my panel to weigh in here. Eddie Gloud and David Jolly. David, let's talk about the next this week. Sure. They want to get the draft out by the end of the week, the CBO right. score <laughs> Monday, Tuesday, and vote on it by Thursday. Right. It wasn't that long ago that Obamacare went through, and across the board, Republicans were so critical. Everything the Republicans accused Democrats of doing with Obamacare, which, by the way, wasn't true, they've done with this bill. Yeah, including the writing the bill in secret, not giving people enough time to read it and understand it before you start voting on it. Excluding um, excluding Democrats from the from the drafting process. Democrats were told, don't right. even bother. You're not welcome here. This is this is their you know and again I want to make it clear that this plan does get does get you know out of the Senate, the House has said they'll vote on it as is so there's going to be no committee it's going to go straight to president it's going to go straight to Schitler's desk. They well, own this bill. They own this bill. They will own every life that's lost because of this bill. Let it be known. That the Republican Party is the party of genocide. Yeah, but you're talking to a limited audience. They're not going to listen. They don't listen to us. Remember, you know. No, you're uh, right. Obamacare, uh, the, 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 the ACA took over a year to pass, correct? Yes, it took over a year. And this is being pushed under 140 days? This is ridiculous. Oh, it's not even that. It's more like 60. If that. From the time they started working on it, yeah. And it's all because Mitch McConnell has a hard on to get this through through the uh, Senate so that uh, before uh, the 4th of July so that it doesn't drag in, into September, at which point they wouldn't be able to use um, reconciliation anymore. You know, and, and let me tell you this: that this bill should not be should not be eligible for reconciliation. That tells you that the CBO is more in the pocket of the Republicans, or you know that the parliamentarian is is a partisan hack. Well, the the Senate uh, majority does get to choose their parliamentarian. So and, uh, while the Democrats might choose someone who is willing to put politics aside and rule simply based upon the way that things should be you know when have the republicans ever ever proven to be like that never but you know someone mentioned you know that they just want to stick to those you're right the trump supporters are basically a bunch of people who would set themselves on fire if they thought a liberal had to smell it Yeah, I think the last time the Republicans actually were a decent party was back in Eisenhower. Nowadays, they're just they're corporatists, and I had I hate to say it, but there are a few Democrats, there are blue dogs out there, 
but the majority of the Democrat Party still fights for the working person. And nobody's listening to them. And that makes me sad. Yeah. When I hear people and they're discussing one side versus the other, I, and they're like, oh, blah, 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 they're both the same. I'm like, no, no, the, the Democratic Party is not perfect. But the Republican Party is corrupt to the core. Well, the worst part is when you get working people who will vote against their interests for somebody who supports right to work, who opposes minimum wage, who opposes health care as a basic human right. It's like, do you people not even begin to comprehend how much you're hurting yourself? They don't, you know, again, Miles all... sees. Yes. Miles sees those type of people even his own union-backed industry. He sees people like that. Yeah, they, they don't care as long as it's hurting people they don't like. I, I think a lot of the people who vote against their own interests for the Republicans simply vote for the Republicans because the, the end game is that the Republicans are going to make sure that no matter how much it hurts them, it will hurt people who are darker skinned than them, who are women, um, who are homosexual, who are not Christian, more than it's going to hurt them. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't. Uh, their attitude, a lot of them, is I don't care if it hurts me as long as the other guy hurts more. Right. And, 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 but that, Which that is goes... a real shitty way to, to, to think of it. Well, that, that's, again, I've said consistently, Kat, you know this, you know, as a regular listener, I've said for years that <laughs> I honestly believe that conservatism is a form of sociopathy. And the behavior we've seen the past couple of years proves what I've said. And I will agree with that the way it has become, as it has morphed. Conservatism now is scary. It's fascism. It's corporatism. It just, it really, really worries me. It's white supremacy as well. It's Christian supremacy. It's male supremacy. Yeah, misogynism. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to the, let's get to this final clip cut. I'm going to skip the rest of it. And if it's so bad, if this isn't democracy, why don't Democrats just let it roll? If this is going to blow up in Republicans' face at the end of the day, why don't Republicans, uh, excuse me, why don't Democrats step out of the way and say, have at it and let Because people will die, you dumb woman. That was going to be what I would have said I wouldn't have used the modifier, but I would have said because, right. be, because people are going to die, and Democrats don't want people to die in the end. Yeah, you're right. Correct. I'm sorry. That was wrong. Because people are going to die. Period. And being normal human beings with souls and compassion and empathy, we don't like that! Jesus Christ, these people are pissing me off. Adam, Adam, your anger. You tone it down. You're good. 
Yes. I'm feeling better already. I love you. I'm going to send you cookies. You're going to be okay. <laughs> hey, anger management gets me cook. Anger management problems gets me cookies. Hmm. Oh, if I only knew that before. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, I have a feeling in your case it would cost you cookies. <laughs> well, fair point. Okay. I, I, I am. Uh, I have a uh, what's it called? A, a, a strict desire to just see smiles on her face. It's uh, bred in me. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go to break. When we come back, we'll have some uh, we'll have some uh, great nerd news, including uh, a fight broke out in a comic book convention, <laughs> and of course the, the spaceball story, <laughs> which I mean it's a little old, but you know what? Since it's the you know what, it's actually a good thing we did not run this sooner. With today being the um, the um, help me anniversary of spaceballs. This it, this is actually a good thing that we didn't run it. Um, I hope it's what I'm thinking it is. Uh, I think it is what you're thinking it is, but without knowing what you're thinking it is, I can't be sure. Yippee! But uh, yeah, the conservatives are are doing something incredibly stupid about something they don't understand again. <laughs> Well, I think it Go is. <laughs> I know, right? That's shocking. Shocking. I am surprised that that, that they would not, you know, uh, that they, they will also will also uh, f- uh, figure uh, f- fit in uh, asshole of the week as well. But uh, yeah, and uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total protonic reversal. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio.
show starts in two minutes. Show starts in one minute. show. Attention people of Earth. What's going Attention on people of Earth. Do not be alarmed. Stand by for an important message. Stand by for an important message. And now, Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oh, please let it be fantastic. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. It's rather good, isn't it? Hey, I'm just enjoying the show. Inconceivable! I can't take it anymore! There's no need for that attitude. Don't make me go to the larder and unseal a tin of whoop ass. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. How freaking cool is that shit? Great Scott! I reject your reality and substitute my own. Nice, right? I learned that one from you, guy. Bang it out. <laughs> we are going live. Yeah. Feel free to hang around for a while. Oh, God, this makes me happy. And we are back for our final hour, commencing with the Nerd Talk. Join me as always, uh, the great city of Missoula, Montana. John Kendall, the king of Montana, approacheth. With his war cats, boots, and snowflake. Yes, uh, next month, July 9th, they turn a year old. And it's it's kind of amazing to me how fast time flies. Because it seems like yes, just yesterday, there are little boys doing little boy things, getting into places where they shouldn't be. Now they're slightly bigger little boys 
that get into places where they shouldn't be. <laughs> yes. 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 All right. Also joining us out of the great, uh, <clears throat> great city of Port St. Lucie, Florida, uh, Miles and Michelle Legon. Yes, yes. Hello. Hello. Yes, I, I feel for you, John. Um, our little Ilmater becomes uh, one year in on July 4th, and he's getting into places he really should not be, that he should not have been able to get to, but now he's bigger, so he can. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's funny you say that, because, like, they, um, our cabinets, they're just uh, free opening cabinets, like, the littlest, like, you know, opening of them, they'll fully open. They have realized that they can hide in those places. So every now and then, like in the bathroom, we'll hear the cabinet shut and they're under the sink. Um, Like they'll get on top of the fridge and get in the cabinet above the fridge uh, under the microwave. Yep, they can get in that cabinet, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, and also joining us out of Columbus, Ohio, sitting in for Kenny Pick, who once again managed to escape. And when I find out which one of you guys he bribed to get let him out, I will, I will, you'll regret it. Anyway, cats out of Columbus, Ohio. Somebody's got to sit here and represent the uh, state that gave us Rob Portman's chicken ass. Yeah. All right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, that that is kind of true. All right, so let's start with uh oh, just some some great nerd news. All right, let's start with this. Um the Hollywood Chamber of Commerce announced uh the newest additions to the Hollywood Walk of Fame, including uh some people we're fans of here, including uh Mark Hamill, Linda Carter, and Zoe Saldana. Now may I just say really Mark Hamill is just now getting Linda Carter? Carter. Linda Carter, yeah, Linda Carter. You know, or here's I mean, one. It's only forty years overdue for Linda. Yeah, no, I agree with you, and I'm. But I mean, isn't arguably forty years overdue for Mark Hamill? True. I mean, because well, well, didn't the didn't the orange face orange face baboon buy his own star? I think yeah, that's how. That's how it works, I've heard, is like, you know, um, people yeah, buy it, them for people. Well, no, yeah, people people pay for the upkeep of the stars. Right, and uh, usually it's a group of fans that will get together to finance the uh, upkeep of the star. Right, but, but the Holly, the, but the, the Chamber Schindler of Commerce... just paid for it himself. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, my understanding of the process is, like, you can petition the the Chamber of Commerce to consider someone, but they have the final say. And then even when they say, yeah, you get it, you're, exp- you know, they don't pr- pay for the upkeep. Someone else has to. And usually it will be the fans. So, obviously, Donald Trump flashed a wad of cash at the Chamber of Commerce because what is, you know, anyway. You um, forgot the most important one, though, Adam. Weird Al Yankovic. I was about to get to that. Damn you. <laughs> get fucked on. Uh, but uh, yeah, now, uh, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic is just now getting a fucking Hollywood star. Really? Yeah, he, he deserves it too. 
All right, some other some other names. Of course, we we covered Linda Carter, Jillian Anderson. Who I'm telling you this, she needs a bigger role. She needs a bigger role in the next season of American Gods. She it's is so great though. She, that's oh what I'm saying. God. She needs a bigger role. Come on, who else could pull off Lucy, Judy Garland, David Bowie, and Marilyn Monroe? You yes, know, because she she's doing a beautiful job, and the makeup they're doing on her is absolutely amazing too. She oh, I, off I, all those. Characters. Yeah, I think I think that there's like an Emmy for for makeup and you know costume design. Uh, American Gods better at least be nominated because I'm telling, like I said, but I think, you know, it's just like with Mark Hamill, who, you know what, even if all he had to his name was Star Wars, that alone was such a game changer in in science fiction and filmmaking in general that he should have had a, a star in the Hollywood Walk of Fame decades ago. But not only is, you know, not only is he a huge part of the Star Wars franchise. He is also one of the greatest voice actors in in American animation history. You Amen. know, the, yep. the guy's the guy's been Joker. He was Fire Lord Ozai. I mean, this guy has been voice acting since the you know like the early nineties, and just his work as Joker alone should have gotten him. Uh, you know, because what he did with the character, where you know he's operating within these confines, within these rules that are you know that you know you can't do this on daytime cartoons, and you can't do that, and you can't do that, and what he did with the character in making this cartoon character character genuinely scary and intimidating was brilliant and again you know when it comes to his work on avatar you know i thought he should have done more i would have loved to see more of fire lord ozai as as do i but i will have to say gillian anderson does have some voiceover chops as well i mean she did a beautiful job and i know i may take heat for this she did a beautiful job in princess Mononoke. oh no i agree with you some of the translations in Mononoke Hime were bad, like we return your head, you know that. But her as um, yeah, it was Moro, Moro the she, Wolf. She, she, yeah, she put so much emotion into that role. It was beautiful. And, and I will say this: I've said this before, Cat. You can back me up on this. That I've always felt that the Academy has had prejudice against Japanese filmmakers because they ignore Miyazaki. They okay. First of all. They never. Well, they ignored Kurosawa. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. They never gave Kurosawa an award, and well, they, they they figured that the the one or two foreign language Oscars he got should be sufficient or something. But he never won an Oscar. Kurosawa didn't never he won. Get a, didn't he get a? Uh, well, he probably himself didn't get the Oscar for. A, for anything for foreign language films because he was the director but but didn't at least one of his films win for best foreign language film I don't believe so I know the thing is that the reason why Seven Samurai didn't get submitted didn't get um, make the cut was because there was confusion at the time over what constituted a foreign language film because most of the funding for the Seven Samurai came from abroad it was financed largely by by american money so they were worried you know can we submit this um but as far as i know he did not 
Joker. Oh, so he did not win any Oscars. And I've said for a long time, I personally feel that there is that, that there is some degree of prejudice against Japanese filmmakers. Um, oh, there definitely was in the immediate post-war. Oh, definitely. Um, no, he did not win any Oscars. Um, he felt, I mean, like, uh, Kagemusha and Ron were considered to be his best works, although as someone who has seen, uh, Kagemusha and Seven Samurai, I find it hard to believe that that's better than Seven Samurai. I mean, you know, but, um, no, I mean, he does, if anyone deserved an Oscar, it was Akira Kurosawa. And I also think Miyazaki deserved one well before Spirited Away. And I think the only reason why he won with Spirited Away was it was because it was released by Disney. And do, you, don't, you do not piss off Disney. You do not piss off the House of Mouse, John. Yeah. Yeah. And for, for a long, I, I know from at least the time of Grave of the Fireflies, people were saying, why is Miyazaki not getting nominations? No, like I said, and, and you're right about the post-war period, but even now, where there are still a lot of people who remember World War II, I think that's a lot of it. And I think that also explains why Japanese-type films like Kubo and the Two Strings consistently lose at the Oscars. You know, I'm sorry, Kubo was far superior to Zootopia. I, I'm, I agree. I'm being, I I'm think being a lot completely of the animation honest. animation is still being downplayed. Right. A lot of you, the uh, Japanese animation is still being poo-pooed upon, well, and that is wrong. It's not just this, but Kubo and the Two Strings elevated stop-motion animation further than it's ever gone before. And it genuinely deserved recognition. It was a great story, great music, great cast, and it got nothing. Because, because, again, I think that there is a long-standing prejudice against anything Japan at in the Academy. I really do. And so far, they've proven me right. Now, if they want to prove me wrong, they're more than free to. Well, it also shows you on how quickly it went to Netflix. You well, know, Netflix has it now. And yeah. that makes it, you know, even 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 worse because they're they're promoting the stereotype. Well, I, I'm glad it's on Netflix, though, because I can get people who wouldn't watch it otherwise to watch it. Kubo, I would say Kubo and the Two Strings was my best, was my favorite movie of last year, just because it was, it is so hard to do East Asian-themed films and do them well, especially when there's a lot of mythology content. Whenever Hollywood does mythology, it's almost always Greek, Roman, and Norse. And they can't even get those right half the time. You watch Hercules by Disney and tell me they didn't fuck that up royal. Disney Disney Fs up everything they touch as far as fairy tale or mythology. I will days. say I, I gotta disagree with well, you. They uh, they fucked up Pocahontas. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, they fucked up Pocahontas, but I will say that I actually think one of their better post Beauty and the Beast films was Mulan. Okay, well, I never read that mythology, so I will, I will, uh, you know, give it to you. So you know, I, I'm just saying, Mulan. You know, they took the effort to get it right, and they also had a superior cast. I mean, come on, the, yeah, the cast, the cast for Hercules was all unknown people outside. You know, like Zeus was ripped torn. That was the biggest name in it. And then you have James Woods as, as Hades, who I will confess, I actually found entertaining in the role. 
I, I like the take on Hades. And you have, um, as Phil, you have... Hey, Donovan. Oh, I, I think Donovan's not a complete unknown, and he was Hercules. I don't know him. He's yeah, unknown but, to me. But when I, when I look at anything Disney does, I have to look at it in the framework that I know it as. And I try to ignore it, because most of the time they're going to get it wrong. I mean, look at Aladdin. I loved Robin Williams as the genie, but it was nothing like the original Aladdin. Well, but you got to think also, is Disney really going to put out some of the more graphic aspects of that story. No, they're not. They're not going to put the graphic aspects of Cinderella. Cinderella's stepsisters cut off their heels and toes to try to fit in the slippers in the original Cinderella. They're not going to put that in there either. Yeah. But no, I'm just saying that... I'm just saying that a lot of these people are people who should have received these stars sooner and i get it it's not you know it's not a huge deal it's not, but i mean come on mark hamill and and linda carter and weird al just now getting i mean weird al if he's Heck not yeah. 60 if he's not 60 already he's pushing 60 you know and i will say he looks amazing for his age and i just recently heard one of his songs called what was it uh word what was it word word crimes word Word yes. crimes. Oh, that was amazing. I, I'm thinking John Fuglesang would like that version of Blurred Lines. He really would. Because <laughs> he hates Blurred Lines. I, you know what? If, I, if I'd if known John Fuglesang was going to be talking about movies yesterday, I might have called in during my break and pitched Kubo and the Two Strings because his his boy is just about old enough to be able to enjoy that movie. No, um, he loved it. No, he, he him, loves it. He took him there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he saw he saw Kubo. Someone mentioned Kubo. No, no he no. took his son to see it. And and John constantly raves about Kubo. It was a really good movie, uh, you know. Yeah, yes, and, you know, and, and I will say that you know, yeah, I know Art Parkinson's voice has changed, but he, you know, he's got a future in voice work if he wants it. I'm not saying he doesn't have a future elsewhere either, but it's a special skill. Not anyone can do voice work. I couldn't do it. You know, I've got, I've got, you know, a couple voices. I've got a uh, Yoda. I've got, yes, I've got, I've got a decent Yoda. I'm Very still nice. working. I'm still working on my, my bullwinkle. Nothing up my sleeve. Presto. And uh, I can sometimes, uh, w- would you believe I can do Max Smart? No. Oh, no. you. That's just mean. <laughs> I'm work. It's a work in progress. Damn it. Oh, Wiz, Wizzy's How many bark- years have you had to work on it? Uh, Max Smart. I love you, Adam. I love Ma- you. Max Smart's one of my new ones that I'm working on. I've been working on my Bullwinkle for about a year. Work on your Tennessee tuxedo. <laughs> Well, I mean, Don Adams kind of had, you know, roughly the same voice in all of his voice acting roles. So that's, you know, once I get one of them, I'll, I'll, I'll have them all. I could do a decent, uh, decent, you know, Boris Badenov and or Natasha Fatal, Must Kitch, Moose and Squirrel. Okay, that is not half decent. I'm sorry, I feel terrible. All right, let's get to, uh, <laughs> ba 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 ha ha. <laughs> 
All right, uh, let's get to some Blade Runner news because, okay, what what is one of the most enduring questions in science fiction cinema? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? Who watches the Watchmen? Oh. All right, that's a good question. That's that's a fair fair pick, John. Okay, who's next? Who, sh- who shot Jr. An endurance science fi- that's not, sci-fi question. That's not science fiction, John. So sit down. Yes, and science fiction film. Is the oh, I, I would say is the force really just bacteria? Okay. <laughs> Kat, do you want to take a stab? I do androids dream of electric sheep? You're getting there, Michelle. You're 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 warm, Kat. I I was gonna go with what Michelle said. So oh damn it! All right, what, again, is Deckard a replicant? Because it is implied several times in the film that maybe oh. he's a replicant, right? Right? And it's never directly yes, answered. Sir? You know, it's it's hinted um, because I forget the name of Edward James Olmos's character. He seems to have a familiarity with what Deckard's dreaming of, which indicates he may be a replicant. Um, and according to uh, um, Ridley Scott, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine will address whether or not Deckard is actually a replicant. So yeah, how does cool, Philip K. Dick feel aging. about that? Well, Philip K. Dick is dead, so we can't ask him. But are they going to address the fact that he's aging? Yeah. So he may have been he may have been one of those replicants that was not given the trigger. Like I said, I, I you know I've never really put a lot of thought into the question. I, I'm like fifty fifty. You know, uh, but so so. What about you, Miles? Do, are, are you team? Are you team human or team replicant? Interesting. Um, I'd have to watch the movie again to really answer that question. But off the top of my head, I think the story would be more interesting if he was. Uh, if he was a replicant, it would be more interesting. If you, yeah, self doubt, self analysis. I like the, I like the replicant side. Okay, what about you, Michelle? Um, he's aging, so either he would have to be a rogue replicant, one that was not given the trigger to expire at the date they were set to expire. Uh-huh. But I like the idea that he's a replicant. I really do because that would, it would give him like the budding, um. Uh, Adam complex you know he's one of these 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 original creations he's gonna learn to live his life and create his own memories and that sort of thing so I really like the idea that he's a replicant right and, and I will say that um you, you have a good point about him you know again Tyrell makes it clear in the original Blade Runner that you know there is no way to extend the the expiration date you know they could change it in pre, in in pre-production but once that's you know once you're made there's nothing he can do and and so i if he is a replicant then he was clearly designed without an expiration date or he's 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 not a replicant he's human uh yep. john what about you 
I don't think I've ever seen Blade Runner. Oh, we gotta fix this. Oh, John, really? <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of science fiction, actually. Like, there's, well, I mean, you know, there's here and there, but you know, I my wheelhouse is more like horror and shit. I can understand that too, but try try at least watching it because that was the first rated R movie my parents ever took me to, and my parents let me see my first Star Wars movie as Return of the Jedi, so I had a really screwed up childhood. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Cat? Replicant uh, or human? I, along with uh, John, I have not actually seen the Blade Runner film. I'm familiar oh, no. with <laughs> a lot of the background to it but I've not actually seen it. And yes, I know it's a glaring, glaring hole in my geek resume. But well, we love but, you all the same. But it was one of those things that I was about eight years old when the movie came out. So I wasn't going to see it in the theater. And my parents are not big sci-fi fans, so it wasn't something that I ever had gotten the chance to see before I went to college. And then it all gets kind of lost in the haze of the days of having to find a VHS copy of it to try and watch it on video. If it's on Netflix, I will definitely get it added to my queue so that I can watch it. All right. Actually, uh, I think that's one of the movies that they don't put on Netflix. But, you know, if worse comes to worse, I can always send you my DVD. <laughs> now, Lisa, I, you know, uh, I do recommend it. It's a good movie. It's got a really great cast. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm 50-50. I'm with Michelle. I mean, either either he's a replicant that's not built in the typical way without, you know, he and he lacks his, his uh, expiration date, or he's human. Um, but the answer will be, will be revealed in Blade Runner 2049. I'm actually looking forward to that. That is something that's really piqued my interest. Well, it looks like they're they're delving into the world of um, that Philip Dick developed because do android you know as far as I know do androids uh, dream of electric sheep is kind of a post apocalyptic world, lots of uh, damage to the world. It's a scary looking world if you look at it. It's yeah. all about upper and lower. There are no in betweens. It's always the elite or the street class that's it yeah well philip k dick was a very interesting individual himself and a very very paranoid individual yes oh yes they covered him on a series of about science fiction writers yes that's the where i was where i learned about him the one that ridley scott hosted Yes, yes, I've just because it was on Netflix for a while and they pulled it down. I think it was actually an yes. interesting series too. Yeah, yep, all the dystopian authors are like that. They're they're very scary if you if you read their stuff. And he was one of the 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 creepiest ones, I think. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of Creepy. course, this is the man. This is the man who invented the genre I must love to read: alternate history with Man in the High Castle. Well, uh, let's let's go to uh, to break, and when we come back. We'll uh, go. Over, we'll we'll have our space ball story, and uh, a couple other stuff. Uh, you know, we may go a little over. I'm not. I'm not going to sweat it. I have energy to spare because I didn't have to work today. Ha 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 ha! But uh, yeah, like I said, I'm excited to see. Like I said, I I think I think he's you know I'm fifty fifty. I'm leaning towards human based on the lack of expiration, but you know, you never know, right? Uh, well, I'll discuss that again next after break. Okay. Well, uh, let's, uh, pick out our, our song for the break. And then, uh, listen, I think we'll also have to get play word crimes on midnight sun tonight. Among other things. But we will not be having Omake tonight. Oh, because, that's a great song. Because I work yep. tomorrow. So, uh, you know, Midnight Sun will have a fine, uh, will have a definite end of around midnight central, maybe one thirty Eastern. I, I, I'm i not making any promises, but that's about the, as late as I can go tonight. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else before we uh, go? Um, not here. All right, then. We'll be right back after this for our final segment here on Mike Check Radio. You're listening to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Okay. We got the hot tub hot. The wine cooler's cool. It's hammer time. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. Facing it's running I fall high all lunch Just to get me to do it But the gin and the moose Got a vein running through it What the hell I'm a short little crap My toupee is all greasy Don't mind working hard If I'm taking it easy Can't take my eye off That blind at the table No upper lip But she's willing and able What the hell Y'all surrounded now, dogged and hounded now Maybe you'll wait for cash Y'all attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache
grinding a wedge in my phallus. They raided a deal when we sat down in Dallas. The software is ready to make them believers. Behaving and raving like golden retrievers. 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 You're surrounded now, dog being hounded now. Maybe you're waiting for cash. Y'all attention span ain't no business plan. For 35 fat guys and one mustache Surrounded now, dog been hounded now Maybe you were waiting for cash Y'all attention span ain't no business plan For 35 fat guys and one mustache Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and be sure to listen to my music program, The Night Show, every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. The Night Show features a broad selection of eclectic music from my personal library, as well as your requests. So be sure to visit IndieMediaWeekly.com and find the tab for The Night Show. Join the chat and submit your requests every Friday from 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. Eastern on The Night Show. Only on Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com for those who dare. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are From the Bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the Bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. This is Janet Lee from Southern Progressive Revival. Just sitting on my porch, listen to Indie Media Weekly. IndieMediaWeekly.com. 
extraterrestrial radio all the power without the tower join us we're leaving the light on you're listening to mike check radio with adam hebert superpowers got any well, um, I can eat my own weight in ding-dongs. Uh, I can turn red traffic lights green just by staring at them. And I can do an oil painting with my butt. That's enough to get you on this show. Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert at Indie Media Weekly Radio. And we are back for our final segment here on Mike Check Radio. And joining me, as always, out of Missoula, Montana, is a man who can eat his own weight in ding-dongs and, I suspect, Michelle's yummy cookies, John Kendall, the king of Montana. That's a lot of fucking ding-dongs and cookies, dude. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Also joining us out of the great city of... Oi! Oi! What? Is that a fat joke, Adam? (laughs) Oh, I was going to say, I didn't say waka waka. John, I <laughs> calm down. <laughs> oh, Adam, you're too easy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. All right. Also joining us out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Miles, who can turn red traffic lights tra- red traffic lights green just by staring at them. And I do, and it works, and yes. that's my story. And I'm sticking to it. And also out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, Michelle, who, have you started to sell any of your uh, you know, oil paintings, uh, by chance? Um, no, oil is just such a limited medium. I'd rather <laughs> just stick to cookies and happiness. That, that's you. fine. And Cat out of Columbus, do you have any superpowers? Just my fabulousness. That's a superpower. All right, there we go. All right, so do we want to do Star Star Spaceballs now or Star Wars now? Spaceballs, Spaceballs, Spaceballs. Right. Uh, well, the audience wants it. The audience gets it. Uh, hold on one second, because I. Because I, I love this story. I love this story. It just shows how rock stupid. Oh, it's amazing. How rock stupid the Trump cultists are. The headline from uh, the Onion AV Club is Trump fans boycott the Goldbergs after creator criticizes president from Spaceballs. <laughs> So, guys, I think we can say definitively that uh, these people have gone to plaid. They've gone to plaid! (laughs) Oh. I think it's gone even worse than that. Uh, You know, uh, but... (laughs) Really? Proving... Proving that on Twitter you're always surrounded by asshole, ad, uh, assholes, Adam F. Goldberg, creator of ABC's The Goldbergs, sparked controversy and spurred calls for a boycott after I criticized the president. Specifically, President Scroob, as played by Mel Brooks in Spaceballs. Uh, so the tweet reads as follows. My God, the president is... And it's a picture of uh, a dark helmet figure next to a can of Perry Air. 
which was a thing in uh, Spaceballs, you know. Right. Uh, yeah, wasn't uh, his arm ripped off and put on top of the can? Uh, I didn't realize that, but yeah, it looks like it was. All right, so, my God, the president is completely and utterly broken. I can't tell you how disappointed I am. This isn't fixable, is it? Hashtag Scroob. So right there! Hashtag Scroob! Cat, it's right there. Clear as crystal. Scroob. I I think that we've um, established at this point tonight that these people they just don't think they outrage over whatever it is that Limbaugh or Brian Fisher or Sean Hannity tell them to outrage over. Okay. Uh, like, no, 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 no. say Brian Fisher. Brian Fisher, let me repeat myself. Brian Fisher. Uh, so, of course, conservative Twitter flips out because they have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. They've never watched a good movie. They probably think The Room is one of the greatest films ever made, which shows how just how stupid these people are. Um, so... <laughs> Again, hashtag Scroob. It is painfully clear. He's being facetious and he's referring to President Scroob from Spaceballs. And of course he gets a tweet. He's your president. Stop being a liberal wuss and stick with show talk, read one typical reply. With all due respect, POTUS is in, in complete control. He's fixing what W and O broke. All right, so some others uh, are uh, <laughs> Brian Lanier at rally we at, at rally underscore wheels said we put up with Obama in his eight years kissing globalists behind globalists behinds no apostrophe and destroying Americans' jobs so we would appreciate our turn America Goldberg replied. This has nothing to do with America. Scroob runs the universe. He doesn't want anyone to have a turn but him and his spaceball soldiers. Uh, wow. mom, of, mom of three at MavsFan1959 says, Newsflash! God is in control of the climate, not the leftist loons. <laughs> to which how many followers does she have? <laughs> two. Um, okay. Liberals are not in control of the climate. Neither, however, is Invisible Sky Buddy. The climate is a system that is ruled by the laws of fucking physics. I've taken coursework, calculus-intensive coursework, to understand just the first 10 kilometers of the atmosphere between the ground and space. These people think that they can pray this shit away. They, they think their sky buddy is in control of it. And it's like, I, I'm sure... If it wasn't on this show, it was on 
turn up the night. But on one of the shows recently, I said I knew climate scientists when I was in grad school that I was taking courses from who were conservative politically. But even they acknowledged that humans are affecting the climate and causing it to change more rapidly than it normally would have. Right, right. But let, let, let's I, let's I, get I, back. I let's had physics professors. What? I had physics professors in the eighties that did the same. So I understand. I think what Cat is trying to say is that um, religion is a mental illness. And I, I'm not yeah. trying to say no. that. No, oh, wait, I, I, I think people. No, it, it. I don't think she's trying to say that. People of faith are. Faith is a great thing, but when you carry it to the extremes, when you carry it to the far right, and you let it cloud your judgment of what is out there as far as physics and science dictates, then it's a problem. When when you will sit there and use a four thousand year old book of myths to excuse inaction. God gave us fucking brains for a reason, if okay. you believe in God. Yes, guys, I, guys, I, back I, to Spaceballs. Come on. Show. We've got more conservatives <laughs> to make fun of. I, 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 hey, I, well, I am. I'm just, I disagree, Michelle, because, like, you know, we see, um, I asked my therapist about this because, like, almost everybody else in the world, I'm fucking nuts. Um, like, I asked her, what's the difference between schizophrenia and religion? Because, you know, religious people pray or whatever, and they think that there's somebody there listening to them. Same thing with schizophrenics. You know, they hear voices and that they're sure are there. The only difference but, is faith, but they're, they're the exact same fucking thing. But that's not all people who have faith. A lot of people of faith don't believe God listens to them. They just want God to listen to them. And I believe in that. I am not a person of faith. I'm an atheist. But I love people who have true faith. I think that's the most pure and wonderful thing. But my problem is when you actually start fostering that off on other people. Sorry, Adam. Love you. No, it's fine. I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be mean, but it's just, you know, we're, we're going off track and we still have Star Wars related news. All right, uh, where was I? Uh, next tweet, uh, damn it. Uh, Adam Goldberg replied, uh, no, he plays God by changing weather using his, sh his ship in maid mode to steal the air. If you don't agree, that's a fact, you're alone. <laughs> next, from, uh, Kevin Murphy. Oh, not God. the good, not the good Kevin Murphy from Mystery Science Theater, by the way. Sorry, Adam, it's the liberals that have, that are broken, refusing to let the country move forward. Give the president a chance and he may surprise. Oh, he's surprised. <laughs> 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 the opportunistic president yeah right uh, no he's surprised all right uh anyway adam replies you're wrong he's a total idiot he has no regard for the environment and wants to use a giant flat vacuum to suck up our precious air hashtag screw again making it clear he is not fucking talking about fucking trump He's I talking about screwed music. To... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Miles. I was going to say, I wish these people just go back to licking paint chips. 
don't get me wrong. I think it's unfair to compare Trump to Scroob. To Scroob. Scroob was a lot more competent than Trump is. But that's not the point. All right. So next up, uh, we have uh, J8 at Space MTN Dude. He's my president, and if the libs would get their head out of their ass, they would want tax cuts and better health care to the folks. Adam F. Goldberg. Want to go on record wow. by saying I am not being political. I am literally citing facts about this particular president, uh, incompetent president. Hashtag not my scroob. To which Jason uh, Versaghi at Jason Versaghi says, well, this gets an unfollow and I love the show. Can't we, uh, Adam says, can't we all agree with the cold hard facts? Mother Nature cannot compete with a ship that transforms into a maid. Ever. Hashtag not my scroob. And uh, Costa copyright symbol at Cosfot says, Were you ever concerned or speak up about Obama's drone assassinations? What the hell? I know, right? Uh, Adam F. Goldberg, upon awakening, I'm losing both followers and viewers. I will not live in silence. The president must be stopped or Earth will be next. Sandpiper, at Sandpiper, at Sandpiper, note the self, cancel DVR of Goldberg's, Goldberg's with an apostrophe. Note to to Sandpiper, learn how to use a fucking apostrophe right, you dumb bastard. If, Jerry it, if it's all the same to you, I'd prefer they remain ignorant. That way it's easier for me to pick them out. Well, that's true. Uh, Jerry Morden at Jerry Morden, or as I like to call him, Jerry Moron. Bye-bye. When will those left-wing hashtag SJWs realize that half the country disagrees with their politics? Actually, uh, most of the country agrees with us. You're just too stupid. Yep. So our good friends, well, I wish they were my friends, uh, at, the, at The View covered this story. Um, and uh, Whoopi Goldberg had some particular thoughts about this I thought we would share. It, you know, it's, it's, it's gone beyond that because, you know, there's a show on ABC called The Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, about my family. And <laughs> they are taking heat because they had a... a the creator's taking heat uh, because they say he's criticizing the president when, in fact, he's cr- he was criticizing the president from Spaceballs. Yeah. The Mel Brooks movie. And uh-huh. it just is like, and well, look at the hashtag. I mean, it's yeah. very clear. The hashtag does not say Trump. It does not say Trump. It's like crazy. But even if he were Whoopi, even if this guy were making a joke, well, let's say, let's say he's making a joke and he's making a commentary on Trump, have we become so thin-skinned that we can't no, we laugh at? But as a society, they have, to they have, have become yeah. more thin-skinned. It's a lot of people because there's people that are holding boycotts. There's people that are then seeing this in society and saying, "Now we can't watch this show, or now we have to boycott this, Listen, and now we get this to is our all, This has always been. I yeah, I went through worse. this. I <laughs> went worse. No, it's it's, you know, when intolerance becomes insanity which is what this is. You know, you can never stop criticizing whatever it is that is bothering you. We talked about this yesterday. It's the cornerstone 
of what makes America America. It's our democracy. Right? It's what Absolutely. allows us to say, gee, I'm going to criticize and do this in here. I'm going to do this in here. And even if you don't like what's being done, at least know the history. You should know yeah. what Shakespeare's this, this, plays are there like. There seems yeah. to be a lot of people lately who yeah. don't really care about democracy. I well, believe that's true. They don't know their history. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Leave the politics to the adults, please. But no, we have freedom of speech, Adam, so every asshole has to have their opinion heard. Even major asshole and private asshole. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I'm surrounded by it. That's not my box. I thought that was definitely my box. Well, we do know this, though. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. <laughs> we know that's true. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. Dumb is just louder. That is true. All right. Uh, so before we get to the Star Wars news, I do want to say that um, the next episode of Dark Adventure Radio Theater which does, uh, it's basically a production of the H.P. Lovecraft Historical Society. Um, they do radio, fully cast, professionally done, great old-time radio-style productions of H.P. Lovecraft stories. Their newest one, The Haunter of the Dark, should be launching for digital download sometime within the next week. I've heard their stuff before. It's good. I recommend it. And I've been trying to book Sean Branny, who is the head of the HPLS, um, HP, HPLHS. I think I got it right. HPLHS. Uh, I've been trying to book him because I want to talk. I want to talk to him about uh, Dark Adventure Radio Theater. But uh, the next one is the yeah, Honor of the Dark. Yeah, I actually belong to the HP Lovecraft Society on Facebook, so I love them. I never really see you there. People there. And a well, lot of post, tentacle, a I, lot of tentacle pictures. Oh yes, and I actually just got a really cool tentacle ring that's going to be coming in the mail shortly that I'm really happy to have. But yeah, like I said, I recommend it. Consider it. And, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so the, the, I, I'm kind of feeling bad for not bringing Kenny in this. We may have to do a longer talk about this next week. But, uh, this one comes courtesy of comicbookresources.com, cbr.com. And that is, this is an announcement. Ron Howard is going to direct the, the Han Solo movie for Disney and Lucasfilm. Yes, yes, yes. And I will say, I'm very excited about this. Ron Howard, he's got an extensive history doing a lot of, doing some niche sci-fi fantasy. Of course, Willow, which I'm sorry, I think Willow kind of catches shit it doesn't deserve. I love Willow. Yeah, but I've heard people describe it as a bad movie, and I disagree. Why? Did they give you specifics? I've never heard people say anything bad about it. Let's see here. Maybe I'm thinking, maybe it was just poorly received, you know, box office, critical response. I mean, it, it didn't received... hit. 
Yeah, it had a really uh, lackluster box office performance. But as far as the movie went, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful story, well written. And I think it really, you know, uh, it, it, it had a really, really interesting little little plot uh, twist to it. Yeah, I I really liked Willow, too. Uh, the scene with the um, troll when they turned into the giant ugly or trolls. I'm going to have to go rewatch that movie now. Scared me as a little kid. Yes. Um, my, my, the troll my... was transformed into a big two-headed lizard? Yes. Yeah, but my big thing was about the brownies. I love the brownies. You know, they go that way. <laughs> Rick Overton and Kevin Pollack. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they just made the whole movie for me. But, you know, I love all the other uh, acting in it as well. You know, the whole thing between the, 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 the old queen and trying to kill the child and all that. That was That was an amazing piece of work. I really like how they wrote it. I love how it was portrayed. Yeah, no, I, I like Will. I just, you know, like I said, I think that, you know, uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, this is really great. I'm excited. And, uh, I've got, you know, like I said, Rogue One was seriously great. You know, and, I think and they I, were trying to go a little too light with the Han Solo movie. And that's why they, um, they kind of had to take a different to it but you can't make a light film about a space smuggler right he's not a nice guy and he has proven it Han shot first as far as he, I'm concerned as far as Miles is concerned he shot first he is a bastard well no Every he's not a bastard he's a rogue he's a scoundrel he's, he's a, a lovable bastard yeah. he's a scoundrel he's a knave but he's he he redeems himself when he takes the kindly old jedi and the kid onto his smuggling freighter and gets no up no i think I think he redeems himself later in the movie. He was still thinking about the Chuck Ching at that point. He was getting paid 17K oh, yeah. for that gig. Yeah, it, it was about the money up until the point where they made the run on the Death Star. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, he, he, he was even getting money for rescuing the princess, so... Yep. I think part of it was part of his change of heart was about being there being there to steal the heart of the princess too. Yeah, so so the the story leading up to that is got to be how he became such a rapscallion, how he became such a hard-hearted individual that he shot first in that cantina. You know, no. he he is a he is a bad boy. And we have to find as out what made him that As bad as he was, he's not a slaver. He freed Chewbacca. That's what I was about to well, say. Is that that's why Chewbacca he, owes him the life debt. In reality, he, he also, everybody knows that Greedo shot first. All right, John, that's it. No, he did not. <laughs> also, you have to keep in mind, 
he had such a high price on his head that all of these bounty hunters were after him. What did he do to Java that got that price on his head? Suggested he eat a salad. <laughs> Dump <a> spice. <laughs> I, I like John's idea better, but no, it was because he, he dumped, dumped a the huge... spice on the ship Kessel Run. Yeah, I know, I know that, but we can't have fun. Yeah, oh yeah, have fun. Carry on. Although waka I'm just waka. saying, I'm just saying we know uh-huh. that he he was not a happy, fluffy guy before Obi Wan and Luke walked into Moss Eisley. No, no, you're you're right. You're you're absolutely right. And and you know, I I'm I'm excited about this movie, and I think Ron Howard is an excellent choice. He he's one of the best directors living. He's got a, he's got a really great reputation and i you know again that background directing fantasy and some science fiction that will serve him well in this well and remember remember he has some ties to to the character and to the original story because it was while making american graffiti that George Lucas was formulating the story for Star Wars. Yes, all we, for all we know, I mean, may, you know, George Lucas may have sat him down and and you know, talked about it, so he may have and, some inside and, information. And Harrison Ford was a co-star of his in American Graffiti. Yes. So you know, he's going to want to do this right because of his friendships with Harrison and with George. Well, well, also, you know, uh, Ron is very good at, at, at keeping a, a story cohesive. And if he can look at anything that they're, they've, they've wanted to do in the past and keep it going to mesh it into the storyline, he's going to be able to do that very well as well. He's a very intelligent director. And that's what I like about it. Oh, I agree. I agree, but no, I think this is an excellent choice, and I think we'll have to do more uh, in-depth talk with Kenny next week because we are already five minutes along, so we should probably start uh, <laughs> arguing this in. But All no, right. I, 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 oh, and one so one more thing I want to talk to people about before we go. Um, Can we punch some Catholic League uh, presidents in the in the nutsack? Oh Please? shit! I really? forgot about asshole of the week. We can do a real quick asshole of the week. Michelle, go. Okay. Quick, quick, quick. Go, go, go. Okay. The, the Catholic League president celebrates defeat of Child Victims Act. Said Bill was punished, was pushed by activists to rape the Catholic Church. Really? The, the bill was set out there to help those who, who have were been raped suffering. by the Catholic Church. Yes. Yeah. For people who have suffered child abuse or abuse period to extend the uh, time that they could actually formate these charges. What the hell? This guy's a jackass. He's my asshole of the week, the month, and he may even hit it for the year, and he may even push out Orange Hitler for this. 
because he is just such a douche. Oh no, he Sorry. is such he is such a massive asshole. I mean, this is a guy who's defending the church, you know, from people they, you know, that again priests raped. And uh I like to think that if there is it's a hell It's not just priests, it's other people. Well, yes, Anybody but who has, has done Right. All right. Uh uh anyway, uh, this week, starting on uh, June 26th, I believe that's Monday, uh, there's going to be a six-day Mystery Science Theater 3000 Marathon on Twitch. Free from charge. Um, and we have I have a list of the, the episodes. I'm not going to read them all, but I'm going to read some of my personal choices. The Touch of Satan, excellent season 9 episode. Final Justice. The Girl in Gold Boots. Angel's Revenge, that's a good one. That's that's meant to be a Charlie's Angels knockoff. Uh, Red Zone Cuba, legendary for its awfulness. Uh, Legend of Boggy Creek 2. <laughs> the Incredibly Strange Creatures Who they Stopped Living in... Oh, yeah, God. they did it. Too. They did it too. <laughs> the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up zombies. That is the actual film title. I am not making this up. The actual film title is the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up zombies. Do you have any idea how long it took me to get to say that whole thing? How how long I had to practice? Anyway, uh, but but beginning of the end, starring the late great Peter Graves. Hi, I'm Peter Graves. Uh, that actually wasn't... Maybe I'll have to add Peter Graves to my re repertoire. Have you seen any Gladiator films? No, why? Is, was he in them? <laughs> Airplane Adam. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you said Gladiator films. No, that's what Peter Graves asks the little boy in the cockpit. Oh, 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 I see, yes. like gladiator films. It's, yes. Have look, you ever it's, seen a grown man naked? Okay, now that I remember. Yes, yes, yes. But if you get a chance, I recommend, you know, pick up an pick out an episode and watch it. It's going to be fun. You're going to be in a chat room with like-minded people. So enjoy a bad movie! Come on! I can tell you I'm excited. Hey, I just read Frank's book. The 25 Mystery Science Theater 3000K movies that I saw that made no li no impact on my life whatsoever, whatever it was. That was an amazing book. Uh, uh, yeah. Frank is an amazing guy. That's why I'm so jealous yes, of you guys. You, you guys are going to see Frank and Trace in, in September, right? Yes, we are. Up in Jacksonville. We're making gifts. Are you so so? You're gonna don't forget. You're you're gonna try and get me an interview with John Fugel saying, but I would like you to try and shoot for Frank Conniff and Trace too. I will try for both of them. We're giving them gifts, so they might actually have to uh, uh, kowtow <laughs> to some of our requests. I'll have to send. You know what? I'm gonna have to send you guys. I'm gonna have to reorder business cards and send and send you guys some, so you can give them to you know. Please do. You know. All right. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, all right, uh, parting shots, because uh, I don't have an asshole week. But yeah, Mr. Science Theater 3000 Marathon starting on Monday. I forget exactly at what time. It doesn't give it starting time. Oh, wait. Uh, one. It starts at what? The deep parting starts at 1 o'clock Central Monday afternoon. 
And trust me, 38 episodes, that, my friends, is a lot of deep hurting. Deep hurting. Oh, yes. Deep hurting. In fact, I'm willing to bet uh, Hercules versus the Moon Men will be somewhere on this list. It better be. Because that's, that's a oh, classic. That that's, a great one. that's an easy bet. Sandstorm. <clears throat> All right. Parting shots. Uh, John Kendall, what do you got for us on the way out, boss? Uh, won't be on SPR tomorrow. I'm kind of taking a relaxed schedule. Um, uh, other than that, good show. Uh, my back hurts. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. You should try and go see a doctor about that, just in case. Eh. You're my, you're like my brother, John. I want you well. Uh, it'll, it'll heal itself. I'm, it's not going to kill me, regrettably, but... Don't say that, John. We could never replace you in this this this, this highly dysfunctional family. This dystopian radio show. Do take care of yourself. A little tiger bomb doesn't help hurt. I'll be fine. Parting shot? Hashtag yeah, my uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Miles, parting shot, sir. I'm sorry. Um, I don't have much. I just want to say that I'm still dealing with the travesty of justice that the Hollywood Walk of Shame does not yet have a star for Felicia Day. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to let that one slip a bit. I don't want to, but I'm going to. All right. Um, Michelle, do you want to take a prank shot, or are you good? No, I, I, I'm pretty good. I had my party shot with a Catholic guy, so I'm happy. Thank you. <laughs> I, I hear Miles. All right, Kat, thanks for joining us again. What do you have on the way out? Well, since I wasn't asked for an asshole of the week, I will uh, nominate two individuals. First of all, Secretary of State Rex Tillerson, who's going to refuse to staff the State Department's anti-Semitism office after the first of the month. Oh, douche Yes, and and then second, our buddy Ken Ham from Answers in Genesis, who has taken to blaming atheists and quote fake news unquote for the failing arc park arc park i'll, I'll take the blame is that the arc park up there in yeah Tennessee or whatever? wait ken ham he of the the book with the giant dinosaur balls yes one in the same yeah. <laughs> my yeah. fault not spending my tourist dollars there that's why it went under my fault I I, I just want to know, I just want to know, I just want to know what sort of jackass looks at that cover and says, no, the dinosaur testicles have to be bigger. But the, the story about the Ark Park, I have put the uh, link for that into the chat for anyone who's interested. But yes, apparently they are falling far short of the projections for visitors because things and reasons and Ken Ham thinks it's because of the evil atheists and fake news. 
Oh, obviously they didn't build the taxpayers out of enough money to build that damn park. No, because now they need the taxpayers to bail them out. Yeah, because, because Lord, socialism Lord is wrong. Lord forbid oh, that sorry. Ken Ham... Lord forbid that Ken Ham and the Answers in Genesis should lose their shirts for their own stupidity. You know, personal responsibility. Yeah, oh, pers yeah. personal responsibility. They did it! Okay. Uh, anyway, that's it. For, well, my parting shot. I don't know. Love each other. Some sort of, some sort of deep truth. Uh, today was just, you know, today was just a real pain in the, the ass. But anyway, thank you to John Kendall, Miles Michelagon, Cat. Uh, we'll be back next week with Kenny. And uh, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have us some fun. We should, we'll have some. We'll talk about the the. The new Attack on Titan news next week with Kenny here because uh, he's an Attack on Titan fan. So I didn't want to talk about that tonight. Plus, we were kind of, you know, like I said, we went 16 minutes over. So we're good. All right, everyone. Have a nice week. We <laughs> we'll see you uh, next Saturday on uh, what's the show's title again? Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. And ending. Go. <laughs> no. God damn. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Time to go to bed. Right, it is late. Shall we retire? Goodbye, my friends. Goodbye to you all. I'll never forget you. Live in peace. Goodbye, all. Stay happy and good luck. On our way to great adventures. Get out of here. Disgusting worm. Push the button, Frank. Thank you for your attendance.